0: Oh man, y'all ready for this? I don't think y'all ready for this. I'm ready for this. I've been excited to have this guy on the podcast for a while. Today on the podcast, we have my good friend, Eric Francisco Medina. I feel so fancy every time I get to say his whole name because it's it has like this European flair to it. It's, ugh, it's Francisco Medina. Oh, it's so cool. Anyway, my man is a writer, a director, a producer... He's he's amazing. He's Puerto Rican. All Puerto Ricans are amazing. You can't think of one not amazing Puerto Rican and if you can go fuck yourself. Um but he's from Puerto Rico and today on the podcast we're really gonna talk about um a lot of things, man. We're gonna talk about um one of the biggest things that him and my girlfriend because they have a company, uh, Anacona Pictures, y'all should go give them jobs and money is we're gonna talk about representation in Hollywood, man. We're gonna talk about what it's like uh growing up in Puerto Rico. Um and we're gonna drink Cojito. It's going to be tremendous. <laughs> so, without any further ado, let's get it.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready to try? In a holy man's you got to make your decisions, but don't wait too long. <laughs>
0: Yeah, kinda... penguins are very arrogant yeah all all, yeah. all 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 flightless birds are a little arrogant all of them yeah ostriches are arrogant mostly because they know you can't catch them <laughs> penguins are arrogant they be walking upright bro you know emperor penguins like three feet tall if you let that motherfucker in your house he would try to herd you or some shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> geese are probably the only the, that, birds yeah geese? yeah they're they they're horrible you know why they're like that right so back in the day you could just come out of your house and be go go oh goose and shoot it right yeah and it became a huge problem and the animal activists at the time were like um we need to protect them they're an endangered species so they got protected right so, you protect an animal species long enough until its numbers reach a certain quantity that you can go, so it's sustainable, Then yeah, so you can yeah. open up hunting seasons depending on the state or the county or whatever. That never happened for geese. So, geese are still to this day protected, and they know it. They know their rights. The, bruh. I had a goose literally fly out in front of my car while I was driving, like, landed in the street. They know. They know. Otherwise, they wouldn't do this shit. Yeah. You know who don't act like that? Chickens true chickens know the game <laughs> they know they, they know <laughs> they know there could be a soup in any moment bro they act right you don't see chickens cutting up like this geese are horrible geese are fucking terrible and they're disgusting
2: mm.
0: you ever had it Mm-mm. i've been in someone's house while they were cooking a goose and it was dreadful
2: oh mm. i mean it kind of sounds dreadful it's just
0: horrible horrible maybe species <laughs> i mean because here's the thing ducks taste good you ever had duck? Yeah, I had duck. Dude, duck's amazing. Mm-hmm. Duck is like turkey if turkey didn't suck. <laughs> Bro, here's... that's a great analogy though. But it is like so. The yeah. problem with turkey is like you have to cook the whole bird. It's a big ass bird, so there's yeah. no way the dark and the light meat gonna cook at the same exactly. time.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And then people go, you gotta stuff it and base it. I got an idea. Fuck that shit. Throw a duck in. I'm serious. I don't. I don't bang with Let's turkey. Let's go. I don't yeah. bang with turkey.
2: Yeah. Bro,
0: cohesive. makes sense. How does? How does this happen what goes into it okay
2: so um you have rum you have brandy um bocardi Mm -hmm. uh, always bocardi um you have evaporated milk Mm -hmm. condensed milk um uh uh coconut cream Mm -hmm. and then you people spice it like with cinnamon or um, honey um that's about it some people like to put their spin, spin on it but it doesn't work sometimes because mm-hmm. you have to put everything, like, the
0: exact quantity
2: there. Because if you add a little bit too yeah, if you much fuck around, yeah, yeah, and then milk is going to be too sweet. If yeah. you add too em- evaporated milk, it's like.
0: So what happens when people just say this is eggnog?
2: Uh, they get killed. <laughs> <laughs> they get thrown to the charts. Bro. They disappear.
0: So what's, do you know, like, the history behind it?
2: Um, Actually, no. Uh, it was just one of those things you had growing up? Exactly. I mean, it's a it's a big thing in in Christmas. Yeah. That's like this is definitely Christmas drink. Yeah, everybody has his own Christmas. But because it's kind of a obviously it's alcohol. Oh, yeah.
0: People do it all the time like Bruh. Do do, uh, do, okay. do Puerto Ricans like y'all be drinking drinking. Y'all put like alcohol in everything. Yeah. You it's okay. Here's yeah. my thing. The way I put it is this, bro. Jamaicans and Puerto Ricans <laughs> are the Texans of the Caribbean. I'm serious, you never have to ask them where they're from, they'll either tell you, they'll be wearing a flag somewhere on their body, or car, or house,
2: yeah, I have one in my car, and like, seven in my house, of course you do, in my room, I believe you, in my room, (laughs) like, 15 in my house, in my entire house,
0: bro, but where does that, so you were born in Puerto Rico, right, yeah, how long did you live there for?
2: Um, I mean, I'm 24 now. I was I lived there until I was like 21.
0: Oh, shit, you you grew up, yeah. grew up there.
2: I only been like three years in in Atlanta, so in the United States. So what?
0: So what even brought you here? What brought you?
2: Here? So I wanted to study film. Okay. Um, you couldn't do it there. Actually, well, it's the industry there is not as strong enough mm-hmm. like to survive. Get that, look,
0: get that microphone by a fist okay. away from your mouth. Here. Yeah, there you there go. You go.
2: So it's not a, it's it's not solid enough. So people play it safe, like investors. They're only yeah, invest of... in like comedy films or mm-hmm. or like, and, and comedy films are not bad. But the ones that they're produced there, they are usually attached with, um, some sort of like local, um, celebrity. Yeah. yeah, and there's amazing talent in, in in Puerto Rico, but obviously the ones that get casted are the. <laughs> The I don't want to call them stupid or annoying, but they you know the popular kids. Yeah, it's the popular kids. And um, also there's this kind of word because theater is a big thing in Puerto Rico, so mm-hmm. big uh, stars in theater usually don't go to, to film. Ooh. and when they do go to film, they do it like everybody from the cast is like known the theater community. Yeah, so it's not like. It's, like a big space and they're trying to work on it there's some dope films that I have so come with it's kind of forward. still developing yeah okay so um I wanted to be a producer first that did not work out
0: wait yeah so what, what made you want to do film in the first place
2: so I always wanted to 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 I I it's weird because I wanted to produce, but I didn't know what producing was.
0: You just saw the thing and you're like, that seems like a cool attack. I was
2: like, I just want to be a producer. <laughs> um, I tried it. <laughs> I tried it in undergrad and I was like, nope, this is not working for me here. What's so wrong with it? So it was just, <laughs> it was not the producer producing that like we know. Now, as filmmakers, so you didn't it think
0: was, you was it a creative thing, like you didn't have enough creative input in there, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and I, I didn't uh grew in a, in a household that that like um promoted. Me watching films, like, I haven't seen the biggest films. Like, st- my dad likes Star Wars, but it yeah. was not something that... And, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars, but... Is that because of your dad? <laughs> Actually, no. Because he's, he likes Star Wars, but you know some, uh, like, fans are, like, super, like, Star yeah, Wars. Like, yeah. He's not like that. He's like, oh, it's on. Yeah, so um, I didn't grow up in a household that it was, like, super going to film to the, to the, to the cinema or stuff like that. It was just... A normal thing to do. So um, the idea of becoming a filmmaker was when I discovered Steven Spielberg and, and his productions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do this stuff because you have Jurassic Sparks, You have, I mean, countless movies that he has produced. And they all look different, but they all feel the same. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. Um, but when I went to undergrad, um, the thing that they call producing there was not actually producing. It was more of doing everything
0: sounds like, like producing, yeah,
2: but in the sense of of you all know all
0: the all the all the uh, practical stuff, so the eh, paperwork and the.
2: Ex- but no, wait. Whoa. okay, so it was more. Let me explain it a little bit more, bro. Explain I, it. I'm lost. So basically, what they call producing was mm-hmm. basically um, being a director and a de- editor and a and a and a and a producer. Those three roles combined in one, and there was not this defining line. Yeah, and um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't want to do this because I don't understand it. So I fell into journalism. Um, c- it kind of came to me, and um, did I was. It come to you
0: in a dream, or
2: no, no, like in a in a like in a class. I just wrote something, and my mm-hmm. professor was like, "This is actually really good." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna try it." Okay. And I did uh, journalism for uh, my four years in undergrad. Um, mm-hmm. Politics. I hated politics, but I love politics. <laughs> but I hate politics so much. Um. And then I started working in, in um, some local TV stations, and then I realized that I did not like to talk about other people's story, and mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't think I can do this forever. Like, there's so yeah. much stuff like I want to talk about yeah. that I'm not gonna do it. And my thing was politics, and um, um, I like columns, like opinion stuff.
0: Oh, so like editorial columns. Yeah. Okay. And
2: I loved doing that. I loved doing politics, but that was I was like, oh, I like telling stories. I like. Bringing yeah. people in, and and it was kind of fun because my first column was about um, one time I got rejected by a girl because I was like fat, and, <laughs> and she was. It was weird because it was like, you know, you're not my typical kind of guy in the sense of like I like muscular guys. So I'm like, are you calling me fat? So I wrote about that in my first. Oh like, shit! Did um, she did she read it? Yeah, I think she did. How'd that go? I. She, we never talked. I mean, I never mentioned her, but I I mentioned the event and I wrote it. That was my first column, and my professor was like, This this is dope, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what I decided to write about. So, when I started working as a journalist and and those uh, TV stations, I was like, "Ah, I don't want to tell other people's story. Yeah, it's weird. So, I kind of found SCAD in a weird way. Mm that's where i did my 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 mfa and um when i came to scout i was like i'm gonna be a producer this time i came in the first time i produced i was like hail to the no! The and know. then i wrote a script and a professor was like, it's basically the same story a professor was like you actually are, are a good yeah. writer and and that's how i became a writer
0: what the fuck yeah what the fuck? so you don't well, don't you think your journalism kind of helped with your writing
2: yes uh, in a lot of ways because because of journalism i'm able to to tell stories in, a, uh, in, in tell stories from perspectives that I, that i have not experienced mm. um it for me it's really easy to put myself in the shoes of the a character that i'm not yeah. identify with or i'm not don't look alike or or just I'm not that character Yeah. Uh, because I feel that a lot of writers try to put themselves in the characters and that what mm-hmm. makes the story like repetitive. Yeah. But thanks to journalism, I'm able to like take myself out of the story Yeah. and be like, okay, how can this be? And I also love to research in my, in my um, like stories. If I want to write about, I don't know. Um, I wrote uh, a script actually for Mahalia. Mm-hmm. She's my writing partner um, and she wanted to write a story about uh, this trio of of Mormon friends who <laughs> went to I know you, I know yeah. that you know the story yeah um, who go to a house and there's this three guys who are basically the reflection characters of them mm-hmm. so I started like researching about Mormons and um, and just comparing that with I guess urban like. Yeah, gangster. Gangster is easy because I'm Puerto Rican. That's half of my identity. What the identity. fuck? Did, what is that even? So mean? he said, "Gangster is easy." So I'm Puerto
0: Rican. All Puerto
2: Ricans are gangsters. That's part of that's part of my identity. What are you gonna do? Listen
0: but... to oh, there's a clip on a Trump clip, on a Trump fucking ad. All Puerto Ricans are gangsters. Gangster. Eric Francisco Sorry. Medina. <laughs> my bad. But... I support this message. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> anyways. 2020 just wasn't my year, you know? No. <laughs> um,
2: so, I don't know. I was able to research and, and, and kind of like um, play off like the, the different characters and, and ref- reflection characters. Mm-hmm. It was easy for me because obviously I got that research background. But at the same time, I was able to put myself in those yeah. shoes. So, yeah, def- definitely journalism has like helped. A lot
0: bro. A lot <laughs> So like I made the joke earlier about Puerto Ricans and Jamaicans But it also It comes ultimately because those two islands Like The amount of talent That has come from mm-hmm. like Jamaica and Puerto Rico Right Like you look at some of the greatest track athletes of all time Where are they come from They're coming from Jamaica right mm-hmm. They yeah. just make great But it's not just them right How many doctors and lawyers and stuff are Jama- Like they just They turn out like yeah. Really hard working people who excel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's no there's no weakness in Jamaica, <laughs> right? What is that pride like like Puerto Rican pride and Jamaican pride are very similar, right? Mm-hmm. You both take it to the extreme.
2: Ever. In everything. In it's everything, bro.
0: But like where does that come from?
2: Um, so at least for Puerto Ricans, is I mean the oppressant. The oppression. We're still a colony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that people like to call it territory. We still. I like, was
0: thinking that today. I was like, <laughs> we call it a commonwealth. Fancy name from colony. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Literally a fancy name from colony. Um, and for the, I, I, think I don't. I'm probably gonna say this date wrong, but around the fifties and forties, mm-hmm. they prohibited the Puerto Rican flag and the and to talk uh, sp- Spanish in the island in the schools Wait,
0: you couldn't speak Spanish on the Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Says no. who? United States like <laughs> love to do <laughs> so um, that's a dick how do you how do you show up somewhere what do you guys speak here I always speak Spanish not today English <laughs> that literally they stopped doing that because the
2: kids stopped going to school so basically the kids did like a massive protest yeah. before anybody because they just couldn't learn but and, they didn't want to exactly and um, I think that that because of those years of oppression and mm-hmm. literally I, I think that when i when i uh started talking to to my uh, black friends here in atlanta mm-hmm. that i started like listening to the to the history and the oppression like for example they tested with our women too with the um uh, what's it called um i'm gonna say in spanish to get it out but Hell it's like yeah. like <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that thing what? um the Describe um it. uh like the pills you take to not get pregnant that they did that oh same plan thing b with, yeah so they tested that with our women too. So I saw a lot of reflection that they that the government was doing with the black community here. Mm-hmm. It did the same. Uh, I mean, obviously, some different things. Um, but ours was more of an economical and uh, uh, let's say social political oppression yeah. because yeah. here the oppression with the black community is. obviously so much aggressive and more violent and social but there was it was a lot more economical yeah and um it was really it's really hard to succeed i mean in puerto rico you have a lot of successful people Mm -hmm. but it's basically it, it became like a capstone like once you read the success you have to go to the united states and that's how the system is built damn because at some point you're like i'm paying too much taxes i'm um I don't get paid enough. Yeah. Everything is so expensive. So
0: basically they're they're wanting the best of the best to not stay on the island. They want to get them off into the Exactly.
2: And the loophole is that they are creating this tax haven for rich Americans. Which is
0: so Okay. So there's two really weird things (laughs) about Puerto Rico, right? First one is that, like, import thing. Mm -hmm. That is is fucking stupid, right? So you can't bring items directly to Puerto Rico. It has to go to an American port first. Yeah. Port is in your fucking name. I figured yeah. you guys would be good at yeah. it, right? And then that the tax haven thing is weird, right? Mm-hmm. So if you talk to, like, a fucking venture capitalist who has buku bucks, right? The way mm-hmm. he'll spin it to you is he's like, we're going there and we're creating jobs. Yeah. right. right, we're going to show up. We're going to put an infrastructure there. We're going to make it better because the free market dictates everything, right? And to one end, it's true, mm-hmm. right? But it's not a complete picture exactly right like does anybody on the island benefit from these things not really i mean
2: yes you create you know and i lose create <laughs> loosely mm-hmm. jobs for people because if you're doing hotels that's the biggest thing hotels that they yeah. do over there um and yeah you go oh, chefs and and yeah maids, it's but... a resort it's basically uh,
0: what exactly. do they call it
2: service jobs exactly service jobs but at the end of the day, it's it's not beneficial for the people because yeah. what they do is they try to kick out people from leaving and, 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 and near the beaches mm-hmm. or in certain communities to build. So they gentrify. Yeah, basically. They're trying to gentrify the entire island. Yeah. and um, And it's annoying because they try to put a lot of, white American ways of seeing the world social economic statuses like for example the census Mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest things that I can use like um, in Puerto Rico you have a lot of most Puerto Ricans are mixed or black Yeah. so for a lot of uh, for a lot of mixed people the census doesn't make sense for me for example both of my grandparents are Afro Latinos Mm -hmm. my grandmother uh, from my father's side is half (laughs) <laughs> you have a need to explain this.
0: Uh, no, I just love the word Afro-Latino because I just imagine like a, a big jo- uh, Jack Black guy with a fro and he just turns around, hola. <laughs> and then Afro-Latino at the bottom. And I'm like, <laughs> I am like, like, hello. Um, and
2: my grandmother, it's mixed like most of her heritage um, is um, indigenous, like Taino people. My mm-hmm. grandmother, it's something that you call Hava, which is like um, mixed with white and uh, white and black, but has like ethnic features while having like uh, white skin yeah. I don't know how you say that in English in, in well isn't English. there um, also some Spanish on the island as well um, yes but most like I was saying like most people are mixed so yeah. when you bring the census to Puerto you Rico say pick one a lot of people just mark white because they don't know what to do my <laughs> grandfathers they mark white like most of my family marks white damn and it's not as simple like for example you've seen my mother yeah. my mother has white she's white passing but her father is black how so, your mom's white passing. I, people have to told who? me that, and I'm like, I don't know for me, she's not. but um, like for example, a woman like her, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to mark. So, a lot of people might they mark white mm. because there's not boxes for them, yeah, and it's not as simple here as the United States where there was this. I mean, the American government has. Been able to control so many aspects of society, Mm -hmm. but there it's like they came in halfway as the as the Puerto Rican culture was developing themselves. Mm -hmm. Because I mean the Spanish people, Spanish people. I mean in that decade I don't want to talk about Spanish Spanish people now. España, um, they were having sex with everything. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what you.
0: I, that's just I what, what they, they do as did. colonizers, right? Bro, that's but, what all colonizers do. They show Jesus. up, and they go, the rules don't apply here, and exactly. they they just start Everything. fucking and killing shit. So that's
2: <laughs> basically what happened when you have. And there was a lot of con, there was a big concentration of, of indigenous and, uh, and African slaves in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So those three bloods became basically one. And obviously, you're gonna have more people who have more African ancestry, mm-hmm. more indigenous Afri- ancestry, and uh And a lot of people with more Spanish ancestry, but you're not just one. It's really weird to see out like a a white family or a black family or indigenous family. Mm -hmm. Like everybody looks different. Everyone's everyone. So when you apply the census to Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. they're like, "What?" And you have reports that say, um, like, "Oh, Puerto Ricans are 60% white." And people and, and you see Puerto Rican activists and people who study. Um, Latinx culture, and they go like you cannot use that because the 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 census that you're using for them is not made well, isn't, for, um, for them.
0: Isn't like Latino an option or is it just uh, Hispanic? Um, I th- they I think they put
2: race ethnicity and they you you can mark like um, you have white, black, yeah. Asian, and then Latino and and um, and Hispanic. Okay usually when it's like put in the same box yeah but in the sense that it's not it's just race and then ethnicity so it's just like what do you put and it's written right now there's a lot of they're adding like more boxes like to um to races or more but there's there's not i i think that there's a lack of american racial education in the island Mm -hmm. because you're like i'm puerto rican you go to a to a to uh, that's a joke that I've seen a lot. Like um, I, I saw a man doing like a a, a video on um uh, of on a guy saying no, no, I'm not I'm not black, I'm Dominican.
0: No, that's and
2: right. and it's like yeah, you're black, but there's but because the way that they think is like no, I'm Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Black is American. Yeah. White is American. So there's not enough like a
0: racial education in the island. Well, it's now. not even a racial education, bro. So like. My friends from like basically anywhere in the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Like one of my friends um, in undergrad was Jamaican, mm-hmm. right? He was like, "Bro, I was Jamaican until I got to America. Then I was black, <laughs> right?" But yeah. it makes sense because in Jamaica you're around Jamaicans because you're all Jamaicans. In Puerto Rico you're around Puerto Ricans. So that's what you just identify as mm-hmm. that, right? But when you come to America, America's like, "Look, we you're, <laughs> we don't have room for cojito. It's eggnog. <laughs> it's eggnog. We need to look. There's a lot of fucking people here. We just need to make it simple, okay?" check yeah. the box. We'll yeah. give you a last name. Yeah, something we can spell. Like, mm-hmm. dude, it's fucking weird, dude. Like, even like, so the shit they were doing, like, like Ellis Island, right? When mm-hmm. all the immigrants are coming from Europe. Yeah, dude, they were just giving people names on the spot. They'd be like, "My name is Joseph Knapp." It's Mark Webb. Get out of here, right? <laughs> go, Let's go. But that's one of the more interesting things about like America, right? So when people talk about being an American, I think on some level they're talking about um, a blending and then a kind of a. Uh, what we like about your culture keep what we don't keep to yourself mm. kind of deal right yeah so like yeah. it's kind of like when you when people say what do white people eat right
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what's a white person right
2: yeah
0: like scottish food sucks dick we know that <laughs> it does. I've actually never had Scottish. it you don't want it it's like blood pudding <laughs> and haggis that's oh, fucking no. stuff Hell, no 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 that stuff that sucks right those they get to be white people right mm. swedish food is yeah right
2: IKEA. That's yeah. the only. But then you <laughs> yeah. Thing I had. yeah. But
0: then you go holler at Germans. Germans can cook the fuck out of themselves, right? But they get they get counted as white, right?
2: Mm.
0: So when we're saying white person, essentially what we're kind of mean is a group of people who have like kept like <laughs> basically the one mentality that that. White people portrayed as having which it sucks here, let's just go invade somewhere else. <laughs> like England was like, once they got a hold of them spices, they was like, fuck that shit. We need India. Here we go, let's go. We need India, bro. Have you had this sugar thing? My God. <laughs> right? <laughs> people were dying for salt, son. But God, there's like this this yes. so there's true. this need for Americans, if you're gonna be in America, you have to like abide by our rules, mm-hmm. right? Or even our cultural norms, which is weird because also most Americans aren't very worldly, right? Mm -hmm. So like Natasha, for example, right? Natasha's lived in India and she's visited a bunch of places. So she's very Mm world-oriented. So when she comes here and she's like, it's weird that you guys do that. An American goes, no, you're the weirdo. Because he can't – like most Americans can't fathom outside of America.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the term – I always have this – this issue with the term American, mm-hmm. because American is the American continent. So everybody from the top of Alaska yeah. to the to the bottom of Chile to fucking Hawaii, all, exactly. All, no, not.
0: All it's not Americans. American. Not America. We co-opted that. <laughs> Fuck Me, you. We're American exactly. So <laughs> oh, I was gonna say something. I
2: forgot. Wait. What happened? <laughs> oh, so back home in Spanish we call Americans estadounidenses, which United States uh-huh so when i came here i was like united stadiums and they're like we don't use that term what is that and i'm like yeah
0: no you guys are united stadiums united states let me in this sun. let me make it simple this is america <laughs> america that's the one thing americans think that like the <laughs> one of the greatest things i think about being an american is like there's comes this arrogant where you can just assume everyone knows right mm-hmm. so if someone doesn't right like if... <laughs> You see people that have a language better here. The American never just pulls out a piece of paper and, like, draw it. He's like, let me set you down, son. Let me, if I, maybe if I speak my American slower and more deliberately with (laughs) hand movements in your face, you'll get it. This is America. All right. Flag freedom. Jeez. It's weird, but it's cool, right? Yeah. So, like, the one cool thing about being an American is you don't have to give a fuck. (laughs) Americans don't give a fuck about anything. That's
2: Hmm? so true. That is painfully true.
0: It's 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 weird but cool, right? So it's cool because like that I don't give a fuck attitude is what you know led to the country being made. We were mm-hmm. like, we're sick of this king shit. Fuck that. Let's guy. go. <laughs> Let's make the rules, but no black people are women. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't need to be involved in this, yeah. right? It's fucking weird. It's but the thing I was wondering, right? So when these companies come in with these tax credits, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems that they come there because obviously no one wants to pay fucking taxes. Mm-hmm but a lot of that money doesn't stay on the island. It seems like no. they take it and they just move it somewhere yeah. else.
2: Yeah. And um, I mean that's the rule of thumbs. And the way and because there's so much corruption in the island, it's because you have these relationships with a lot of American investors who have their hands like yeah. their knee dip deep into the politics in the island. Yeah. So You have this, you have crazy politicians in the island and outside the island who like to want to keep Puerto Rico as a a colony because it's good for them. Like, for example, from Lede Cabotaje, which is like the one that they have to go to United uh, States ports and come back. That's good for them. Like, for example, cars, to get cars in Puerto Rico, they're like more expensive because they have to go to United States and come back. Um, but I wanted to also to answer the part of like culture-wise um, and talent-wise. Like hi- through history, Puerto Ricans have um, let's say depended on art as a way of expressing themselves against the colonial status well, of yeah. Puerto
0: Rico. Let's well, most oppressed people exactly,
2: right? which is kind of horrible, but at the same time, it's a beautiful thing. That's, like
0: that's the thing about art, right? you can't make something beautiful until you go through some shit yeah all the best all the best artists are the most fucked up people you've ever met yeah all of them right (laughs) yeah that's where you get it exactly which is
2: crazy and half of our of like our one of my favorite things of puerto rican culture is bomba puertorriqueña which is basically the um the drummer the dancer it's like Moving, um, like dancing, they have like women have like this long uh, dresses, and as they dance, the uh, drummers respond to her. So if she does like uh, like a gesture, they like repeat that gesture in the in the in the yeah in the drum. It's crazy. This is the, this is a dance. It's a dance, yeah. Holy shit! So this you have fun as hell. you see yeah you see people dance like if they shake their their um, dress you see, you hear yeah. like a like a beat on the drum if yeah. they're moving like their their um. Right. shoulders really fast you hear the drums going like imitating that pace oh, shit. so it's crazy but at the same time it's beautiful but it also came from oppression so it's really weird and that's I think that's why you have so many talented people coming yeah. from Puerto Rico because oppression leads them to either be um, uh, athletes or artists mm. because you have like Rita Moreno who wants, who won like a hundred thousand awards then you have Roberto Clemente <laughs> who, <laughs> who is in my opinion, one of the greatest baseball players ever. So I don't know. You have you have so many people that because of oppression, they mm-hmm. are more
0: like, I guess, artistic. In yeah. a sense. Well, they they're struggling and they don't want to do it anymore, mm. right? Dude, mm. struggle breeds awesome stuff, mm. right? If life is too good, you know, you you don't appreciate things, yeah. right? But when you're like when you see like, especially when you look at like championship boxers, right. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Championship boxers don't come from like privileged households mm-hmm. where dad was in a country club. Like, look at Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson yeah. came from the shittiest, hardest part of New That's York. So right. True, in yeah. the fucking 80s and 90s were fucking cracks everywhere. It's not a good place. Crime is through the fucking roof. And then he comes out. And he's just this for ro- like when watching Mike Tyson box is I, it's, it's fucking scary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right Definitely. And then what's weird is they go you're so you're so ferocious where that come from like bitch you have to see where i live this is yeah. easy if i got to punch someone yeah. to get out of that worth it right yeah there's something to that yeah everyone i, I mean, mean, think everyone needs to struggle i think everyone 100%. needs to struggle hard
2: and you want you, you you understand more of the and i guess appreciate more the things that you earn when you struggle oh yeah and
0: well then the thing has value yeah
2: right exactly
0: like my thing is i i believe that anything awesome you gotta go through a mile of shit mm-hmm. for it Anything mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. Right Otherwise it's not special Right That's what parents Get pissed off At participation trophies They're like We, we didn't win God it No trophy right? I don't but, wanna be Right But I do think There's something to that Right And that's just like With anything in life bro Like anything mm-hmm. like You really wanna be You're gonna have to sacrifice for
2: it. Yeah It's fucking weird Yeah Yeah But <laughs> I guess that's part of life But um Yeah so I guess
0: So on Puerto Rico There's like from what i understand about the island there's kind of these three main groups right there's the group that kind of wants to stay a colony yes there's the group that's like we need to be a state and then i was like man fuck both of you we go back to being our own country independent yeah um where do you kind of fall because depending uh, on who you talk to independent for sure really
2: yeah for sure i grew up in a i grew up in a family who are very um they have socialist tendencies They're, socialist tendencies yeah like okay. socialists like um, the social political philosophy so most of my family members they either want to remain a colony because they benefit from those which is kind of our mentality <laughs> but um the other half wants to be independent or have some sort of um, autonomy yeah autonomy Okay. Um I'm definitely a nationalist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything with United States <laughs> even though I'm here yeah. studying, but um I mean I've seen what um uh United States has done to to Puerto Rico and I think that Hurricane Maria even though it was crazy, it was a good uh, understanding on how the nation treats the people from the island like literally second class citizens. So because of that, I'm a hardcore nationalist, and I want mm-hmm. to get <laughs> to Puerto Rico to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's not it's not pretty if it happens because yeah. you will lose everything, and you will have to go back and depend on on agriculture and and culture and uh, uh, a lot of um, what's it called of like sports. Yeah. But because of the colony, that's not. The colonial status, most of the agriculture, um, it's, I mean, we still have coffee, we still have farms, and there's people who want to bring that up, um, but it's, you know, Puerto Rico has been in this weird state. Yeah, of, it's, like a, of, it's like
0: a limbo thing. Yeah. Because one, one of the major disadvantages I would see, right, <clears throat> is like when the United States declared independence, right, we weren't an island, mm-hmm. right? It was like a giant landmass and we knew mm-hmm. it went further when you're an island there's kind of like this you know there's a finite amount of space there's a finite amount of resources and there's like a finite amount of people who can live here right yeah so it's not like in america you're like oh i'm in new york this sucks i can go to san francisco and be completely different and when you become independent you then like what do you use as leverage because then you have to Mm -hmm. basically bargain like other countries it's not like england right exactly so when england declared its independence they're just like, oh, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, it's still England, right? Yeah. So they, but they have the ability to be autonomous and to build up their mm-hmm. industries. and Exactly. It's weird because it sounds like you would basically have to start from scratch. Scratch. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then what stops America from going, oh, you thought that deal was bad. Well, here's another one we're just
2: gonna- Exactly. And that's the thing that all of the options are not, well at least for me, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that independence is like the best one mm-hmm. because with the colonial status it's just going down here do you
0: guys get a representative
2: we and do does just he get to we vote, vote. Uh, we vote for that representative but uh does
0: he get to vote like does he go to the senate and get to do things i think so
2: if i'm not mistaken um he, that sucks. he, I mean, he gets to talk but there's this, this joke that the current representative, uh, Jennifer Gonzalez, which she
0: no not name drop. I don't want someone in my crib. <laughs> <laughs> she sucks. No, she's just outside waiting uh, with a chain. You were like, like, talking here. about me. I heard you. We're all gangsters. We're yeah, Puerto like,
2: oh, every time there's something bad, I'm, I'm going to call Trump. But, yeah, because she supports Trump. I yeah. don't understand That's that. That's weird. But, yeah, super weird. But um, they always get ignored, mm-hmm. and <laughs> which is hilarious and we have been like this couple of uh years we have our voices have been heard because we have um sonia sotomayor in the in the uh a federal um she's a superior judge right and mm-hmm. right um we have Alessandra ocasio ortiz which is like she, she, is, she yeah.
0: is she is she is she like she's second the, generation she's first generation she's first generation yes so her people I, came from the island
2: yeah like her father and mother okay. Um, you ha- I think there's a representative called Nidia Beles too, which you have them like talking, and obviously Liman Miranda that he thinks like he's he has all the seats in the Senate. So
0: <laughs> you have Wait, that's people- the guy who wrote Hamilton. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so we, we our voice is there, but it's it's ignored. not nearly as large as yeah, like you know. Like- but the thing with statehood is that it's literally what's it's going to happen. What what what? Hawaii is suffering right now. Mm-hmm. They're suffering, the people are erasing their culture, they're raising their presence and presence, and then in their island. Everything's expensive because it's this beautiful
0: destination. Well, also place. it's an island, right? Exactly. So you what is it? Islands always import more than they export, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. it goes back again to just land mass, right? Like they got like um America we got a ton of shit, we got oil, we got fucking football players. <laughs> we got fucking what do you need, chief? But like I said, you go to an island and it's just like this finite amount of resources, because mm-hmm. you like that's the one thing you notice in a lot of Caribbean countries, bro. Is because they establish independence, right? Like just take Haiti for example, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the way France, like they establish independence and then they're immediately fucked by everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, dog, and they, they're forced to do things. Like when I talked to Mahalia and she's like, yeah, they, like you go to places in Haiti, and they're like no fucking trees because they had to cut them yeah. down and export them, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird situation, right? Yeah. yeah. Because the only way it could work is if all the parties could come together and talk in earnest and shake hands like gentlemen, right? Yeah. But there's too, there's, there's too many people who are like, I don't want to. Exactly. Because here's the thing, that tax haven shit, nobody, no, first off, nobody likes to pay taxes. I can't wait to be so rich that they give it, they let it be an option, right? (laughs) So when you, when you're working on like the, like hourly, Right. They take it from, you, exactly. like you're, you don't even get to be like. It be just like, disappears.
2: Like, hey, they like write mine. it
0: down, we took this much. When you're like, care. When you're like Jeff Bezos, Rich, they go, just get us next Tuesday. Next Got you. Tuesday? Can we'll we come, you can soon. go on your yacht? <laughs> Fuck now. Okay, well. We'll talk soon. We'll talk. We won't. He's oh, flipping us off. Okay. <laughs> right. But when you're that rich, you basically get, you know, you get to decide when you yeah. pay them, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone is looking for a way to not pay taxes. Everyone yeah. is. And when you have that there, they are just, especially, it's like, that's, like, with companies, bro, they're just like, well, we don't want to give that up. So what do they Of course not. So what do they do? It's money, yeah. We, uh, we, we create jobs you don't want to do. Fuck that, man. Fuck that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I, it's weird. And I, the reality of, is that we're not going to be staked or be independent really? unless there's, like, this big governor in puerto rico okay. if somebody wins in puerto rico um that wants to overthrow the american government she will rile up there's what there's one candidate right now that mm. wants to basically i say, wouldn't do that
0: trump but, don't give a fuck yeah he doesn't give. but
2: let's see what that's happens that's the scariest thing but the thing is that there's a bunch of i mean we saw it uh, in the protests. Uh, what? when was it he was Last they were year. sending
0: no so in portland they were so w- when all the protests were happening this yeah. year um, in a lot of cities like Portland and in some of the ones where they're having more violent protests, they were st- sending like the, the they were sending federal troops. Yeah. Then the military showed up, right? Now that's to suppress like you know that was one of the weirder things. Right. When the like well I remember we were we were moving right, and uh, we were moving because uh, Mike and Natasha's place was in Midtown, mm-hmm. and it was by the Target that they almost raided, mm. or looted, and dude. It was SWAT teams and fucking Humvees on the streets. And I'm like, this is weird. Jesus,
2: this president, right?
0: <laughs> Here's a th- like, cause on, on one hand I get it, right? You have to secure your cities, right? Exactly.
2: But the thing is that,
0: it's- but on another, how much? The, the question becomes how much force mm-hmm. is necessary, mm-hmm. right? Because then we were driving off and we saw like the troop carrier car, and I'm just like, what the fuck? This is America, right? It was weird. So if that, if he'll do that for civil unrest. Imagine what an overthrow will look like. Because you know how he's going to spin it. <laughs> he's going to let's go. But, I mean, the thing
2: is that uh, people are so tired right now. Yeah. That of Everything. They're tired we, of the year. We saw, I mean, last year was when they overthrow over uh, through the... Um, the governor in Puerto Rico.
0: That was awesome, and they would do it again <laughs> like that, now, now. That's one thing I like about countries that are still figuring it out. So, like in America, you would you go, "Oh, we should overthrow Trump," but you'd never consider it, bro. But like places like um, in Africa, where they're just used to toppling people, they're like, <laughs> they'll like the, the same people that put you in will go, "Motherfucking come to my crib last Tuesday." Load them up, and they'll throw you out, and they're bringing a new guy. Right? It's interesting because the evolution isn't like over time; it's like instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, but here's the thing, no matter what happens, I feel like, I, I feel like Puerto Rico is about to get gentrified, bro. I seen, yeah. I seen that Zach Efron show and that's how it starts. I hated that It starts show. with a white, it starts with two white dudes was like, in your country going, ooh, what a quirky neighborhood. Next is a Starbucks, next is a Whole Foods, now you got people jogging. And also- <laughs> <laughs> now you got people jogging Talking about their fucking paleo, keto Whatever the fuck their dogs no. are vegan No,
2: we got mofongo here We don't have time for keto Exactly Zachary and that dude They need to go back to the houses
0: Got no time.
2: Video, no time. We like, got no time.
0: Bro, I but I, I was watching it because I came in and Holly was watching it, right? And it was a Puerto Rican episode. And whenever they think about Puerto Rico, I'm like, Eric, put you up to this. She goes, no, but he really doesn't like it. And I go, why? Sat down for two minutes. All right, now me and Austin, we're going to go look at the quirky neighborhoods and see what this, this place is about. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, sir. And then they start going, if you want to live over here, it's only four fifty a month. And a bunch of people are going, you know what? She got a small loan i can own that whole block that's the thing
2: because they and they, and they sh- uh the woman that they interviewed the the um uh, was it the
0: mayor of san juan the mayor of yeah san juan.
2: she's it's funny because she's like this international icon because she, Is she really yeah, yeah because
0: what's her, what's her name uh actually i don't need people at my
2: front door it's the last thing i need <laughs> the mayor of san juan she became this voice in Hurricane Maria who fought against Trump mm-hmm. so uh, literally all the democratic democrats are using you her now. yeah using her as a Puerto Rico hates you, too yeah. so um, but the thing is that everybody in Puerto Rico hates her <laughs> 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 because what? she's she's done a terrible job oh my as a major, God. mayor and she's like in every single event trying to to to, to um like like I don't know. Keep up appearances. And uh, she's just... I I used... I I love to call her... um, I I don't... What's the term? How can I translate this to to English? You know when those birds... The birds are trying to like... um, to mate with the, the other birds, they just start doing this crazy dances. Yeah, that's her every time that that uh oh she's doing like a mating out. call or something. Yeah, every time the that peacock
0: throw up the feathers.
2: Every time that an international uh, media crew comes to Puerto Rico, she just runs to that place. Bro,
0: and everyone here fucks with me. <laughs> everyone here loves me.
2: Everybody, everybody's like, no, ma'am.
0: Don't look around. they
2: nobody likes. They're you, just man.
0: jelly. Everyone loves me here.
2: <laughs> so um, yeah, so having her was not the best option either. So, that's what I,
0: bro, that's what I'm talking about. That's what. That's how gentrification starts. Mm. Bro, it's so weird, right? So, like, if you go out to, like, fucking, like, like California's... California's the weirdest kind of gentrification, right? Right. So, c- building things in California is super-duper expensive. Ridiculously expensive. And, like, gentrification is weird because it's, it's what people wanted, but not how people wanted it to go mm. down, right? Mm. So, people want... To live in, people want to live in good areas. Mm. They want to live in good areas with good schools where shopping is available and so on and so forth. And you see that demand greatest in like urban areas of the hood, right? So, fucking capitalists who have a shitload of money, now, nothing against capitalism, right? But a lot of guys go, well, I have a shitload of money. This land is cheap. Let me buy a fuckload of it, and then anyone who lives nearby, I'm just going to keep raising the rent until they can't afford to live here anymore. And you see it all over the place. So, like, an, It's happening a lot in Oakland. Right? In the 80s and 90s, you're not trying to go to fucking Oakland for nothing. You're not. You're not. What did I say earlier? If you want to keep cool shit safe, you put a bridge in between it. You think that Golden yeah, Gate Bridge true. is there for no reason? <laughs> no. You cross that bitch. What's up, bitch? It's Oakland. L- lose the chain. But now you go there, and because of the tech boom, that whole Bay Area. Yeah. They're, and, like, it used to be that you'd have to move, like, a town over, right? But because of the tech boom, and, like, dude, houses out there are just going for, like, ridiculous, like ridiculous amounts of money, right? Yeah. And the families that want to live there, that have been literally been living in Oakland their whole lives, this is literally a community. They can't. So now they got to move out to like Stockton and shit. It's, 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 it's weird, right? Because they're trying to attract new people who want to see all the quirky neighborhoods (laughs) and jog. I I, I heard
2: somebody say, I don't know who it was. I I know it was an artist, but they said, she said it was that San Francisco was basically for either rich people or homeless people. And At first, I was like, oh, damn. But at the same time, I was like, wait a second. No, it's real.
0: <laughs> super real. No. So, like, even when you go to L.A., right, especially because of coronavirus and shit. Mm. So, you go into certain parts of downtown, right? Like, you go by down where the Staples Center is, you make a turn, and, like, it's just tense. For miles. Mm. For fucking miles. Dude, you go down to, like, Venice, shit show, Right? And it's 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 because it's okay. If I was gonna be homeless, California would probably be the place for me. It's nice all the time, you, you know. But it's it's fuck. It's really unfortunate, right? Yeah. And the, the another sad thing is like a lot of these people are having like you know a lot of people are homeless They're not because of the, the prices and shit. Well, that helps, but it's also like a, the availability of like mental health services. Because mm-hmm. most homeless people you see, you know, it's not they don't want to work or they're lazy. It's just their fucking brain does not work. Yeah. It's sad as shit. And I don't want to move there <laughs> I, do, I don't bro But I I feel like I'm going to end up having to
2: Yeah I, I, I'm i right there with you I, I feel that I'm going to end up there
0: they have, it's, it's a It's, a, like, dude, it's gorgeous right, mm-hmm. even.
2: No but I've seen pictures and I know I have a lot of friends from uh, California And Man. they're like I
0: love California Dude it's dope First off like we're used to East Coast times so You show up there mm-hmm. you're going to bed at 10 You're waking up at fucking 8 o'clock then you're going to the beach, then you're like, I wanna get high. My thing about it like too is like I love their maturity when it came to weed, right? Mm. So one of my biggest pet peeves um, with like just drug prohibition in general. Yeah. Right, is one prohibition has never worked. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You just create super powerful exactly. crime families. So with alcohol, yeah. what happened? Yeah. The rise of the mob, right? With drugs, you see like the rise of these giant Mexican cartels, right? Um, but in California, it's like, oh, if you want some pot, you just go buy some. And then like, it's not a big deal. Just don't, just don't drive high. And they allow people to be responsible. Um, and like one of my biggest things, it's just like on a, on a, if we're just going to talk about money, it doesn't make sense. Why would you lock someone up for drugs? Right. In prison, you you are costing the state money to live there. Yeah. Right. But if I let you buy that, you're paying me taxes. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of, The thing is that a lot of people, um, they th- they think that they that people are going to turn into zombies as soon as they start using drugs. But well, some like, drugs, you will. Obviously, some drugs, we will. <laughs> some drugs, we will. But um, the reality, for example, weed. Why are we? We have this mass incarceration of mm-hmm. of people, especially people of color. Yeah. Being that's a, the, that's what
0: pisses me off about weed too, right? Yeah. Weed was like this. Oh no! It's a, you know how weed became illegal. No. Oh, get ready. I don't. Get okay. ready for some <laughs> shit. Okay. Do you know who William Randolph Hearst is? Mm-mm. William Randolph Hearst basically back in the day ran all the newspapers across the country, or a good majority of them, okay. right? Um, so the cousin of marijuana is hemp. Now, hemp is basically this incredible textile. There's really nothing you can't do with hemp. You can even make paper out of it. You can make better, cheaper paper out of hemp. William Randolph Hearst not only owned newspapers, but paper factories. So the last guy who wants to see things change is William Randolph Hearst. So he changes the name from cannabis to marijuana, which in Spanish I think is just like wild weed, right? Marijuana? Yeah. He, okay. The, he's, if you talk to white people, they'll tell you it means like wild <laughs> weed, but you got you to gotta take it with a grip. Anyway, he wanted it to sound more Hispanic because there was this tremendous amount of racism. He, no, it doesn't stop there. He would then take fake stories he planted in his newspapers across the country and cite them to Congress. What? Yes. Dude, because of that, marijuana is, is what's known as a Schedule One drug. Is, so when they make schedules for drugs, they determine what has medicinal purposes and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So Schedule One means there is absolutely no medicinal purpose. This shit will kill you. And here's the thing, everyone fucking knows that now. If you ever watch Citizen Kane, the guy um, that um, Orson Welles plays, he's based on him. Even Mm -hmm. crazy. So when that movie came out, he ran a smear campaign and no one liked it. It wasn't until it ended up on TV that people actually saw the movie.
2: Yeah, I think I... I, I, I Bro. Wait. Wow, I did not know about...
0: (laughs) Dude, then like, so Drugs Like Cocaine. In the American South, right? Yeah. So you have to understand, like back in the day, you could just wake up, go to the store and like, ah, oh, I need some morphine, right? And right. no one's like, Oh, you can get a toothache, right? Mm-hmm. If you could get it. So cocaine when it was first when it first came out, it was like this wonder drug. Which I imagine is what you would think about it first. Like <laughs> it was a German guy who made it, he was just like, Oh my god, this is fancy <laughs> But it did have medicinal purposes. So if like you needed to do surgery, it was good at um, numbing things locally. To get cocaine legal, they said that black guys would do it and then rape white women. And that's all she wrote for that. So when you find out the reason that a lot of these drugs are illegal, it goes right back to racism. And you can see the, the roots of it even today. When you talk yeah. about mass incarceration. Yeah. So yeah. now now it's cool because all the black guys are locked up for like doing 10, 20 years for pot. Meanwhile, these white investors come in and they're just like, oh, it's the hip new thing. And then oh, it's, it's fucking disgusting.
2: Yeah, and everything is based on, on, on cannabis and whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's and weird. it's it's annoying. And I mean you see it in schools. You got you have white preppy kids being caught with weed and
0: they walk free. Bro. And you go to Here's the thing. Have you ever seen that show Euphoria? Yes. I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate. When I was in high school, you you drank a beer, maybe. Or yeah, a few. Like- or you had some vodka, and you feel like you. you and then maybe, you're the maybe like your senior, you smoke some pot. Like obviously, you had your French kids, but it never went deeper than pot. These kids, popping fucking Adderalls, Everything. popping fucking any pills and shit, tripping out. But well, I'm like, what? I can't relate. What have I changed? Buy drugs,
2: selling drugs?
0: Have I changed? Have the times changed? <laughs> right. But because you make it illegal, you also foster this giant underground network, mm-hmm. and like the people who sell drugs don't want to sell them
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like you yeah. talk to drug dealers, they're like I would much because you talk to a lot of these guys yeah dude these guys have like CEO like mindsets like if they weren't selling drugs and they had an opportunity outside of where they were they'd love to do anything else
2: yeah <sighs> yeah and it's and you again it's something that that it's I've my uh, I, ha- I had an uncle I, I think he died when I was like um, a year old mm-hmm. but he was killed because of drugs yeah so um you see people getting killed because of marijuana and it's just like crazy i mean the whole thing about mass incarceration i will never understand that you go to to these um uh prisons and what do you see what the people who are being incarcerated by pie yeah, black and Hispanic. But not just people. pot, just in and general. Just like in general, too. So like, at one point, like, it was like
0: black people made up like twenty percent of the population, but eighty yeah. percent of the prison population. Like, how does that happen? How
2: is that? Cre- how and, and it's and I don't know what the heck is going on in the, in, in Congress that they see those statistics and it's like yo.
0: I'll tell you what's going on. So what's creepier is you have the rise of pri- of privatized prisons, mm-hmm. right? So. And these people make
2: money. About here's it. the thing. There's Bugs.
0: there's something really disgusting about prisons for profit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what? The, uh, explain your business. That's like a, that's a fucking weird yeah. business. But essentially, it's slavery. Yeah. Because these. No, it is. Yeah. Because like a lot of these privatized prisons didn't do what? They turn around and provide services yeah. for the city or the state. So, when you see people oppose these, who are they? They're police unions. They're fucking prison guard unions. They're private prisons. They're handcuff companies. And I'm like, that's or like or like alcohol companies right hmm. it's it's weird yeah. it's, it's fucking I don't know
2: and if it, and what's again like what's going on and people said that they I mean yeah we know racism but but here's. But you see statistics and you see and you read like for example that the, that I've n- never understood that like how do you have like 80%
0: of the people in jail are black how how are you gonna I'm gonna tell that? you why that see here's the thing it's one of those, th- racism is one of those things or systemic racism or anything mm. like that that boils down to experience, yeah. right? If you are a white family in Badad, Minnesota, I don't know why I keep talking about Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. No, but like, but <laughs> real, if you're like a, if you're a suburban white family in Badad, Minnesota, your family's lived exactly. there your whole life, right? Yeah. How could you possibly know what's going on in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. So like, racism is one of those things that it's kind of like if, your girl is trying to explain to you what it means to be a woman She can give you books You could watch a bunch of shitty movies You can go shopping We could talk to doctors yeah. You can put on the fucking pregnancy belly But all you really walk away with is a really good idea Right mm-hmm. But if you experience it You're like oh fuck that's what that feels like It's, 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 it's something you gotta experience yeah. And if you live in sort of these neighborhoods right And you don't really see it And everyone around you Let's just take today's time right Like if you're a fucking If you're a white kid and you're living in like Buckhead or some shit you're yeah. like Roswell, and you see the protests going on downtown, and everyone around you pro Trump, pro police.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? That's just your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't know any different. Mm-hmm. You haven't experienced anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. And you have people, I guess that's why a lot of people, when they go to college, they go kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Because they live. Everything this, was a lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to overthrow everything. It's like, hey, calm down, boy, and <laughs> sit down and study. But, uh, I mean, and. Again, it's crazy how how I guess we are not um, like you said. Obviously, you will never understand racism unless you go through it, mm-hmm. and um, it's horrible. And it, but if you've never experienced it, that, like you said,
0: it's people are just numb to it. Dude the college kids? They kind. Of, they kind of. They kind of scare me a little bit, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> I went to college. That pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. But like these new, like these new, so like, I understand these cries for like social justice and change all over the place, right? But when I see something <clears throat> like cancel culture, it kind of worries me a little bit, right? There's a lot of things about it that worry me. Um, because in a lot of ways, what you're seeing is you, in some ways, you're trying to see a purging Of like all the fucked up shit from history right Mm -hmm. and I think if you like all the people who are going around like defacing like Christopher Columbus statues right like unless you like a Navajo Indian get the fuck away from that statue right like you have no beef with this man but like how much do you purge right and Mm -hmm. what do you keep and what do you not keep like how far Mm -hmm. does cancel culture go so right now cancel culture goes as far as your Twitter account
2: exactly or your Instagram
0: but when we start talking about canceling like historical figures I think we're getting in some pretty, um, pretty weird waters, right? Yeah. So how do you cancel Christopher Columbus? He ain't no any better. So I mean, or if you even, here's the thing: how far do you go back? Right? Yeah. Do we go back all the way to like Plato and Socrates? All mm-hmm. those guys are pedophiles. How far do we go mm-hmm. back, and how much do you purge? Exactly. And how much do you just say that think, guy was a product of his time? I
2: think remembering
0: history, I it was
2: mm-hmm. because. For example, Christopher Columbus, I've always, I mean, Puerto Rico, we have a bunch of statues of him. Yeah. And it's just, everybody's just like, why? <laughs> why? Instead yeah, of just remembering no. by this yeah. dude. Like, yeah, thanks for him. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, it's Puerto Rico now because he discovered it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, we remember him at, as he was. I think exalting people as figures that um, were untouchable or they're not human... That's the thing that happens with people who are, sta- like, stats. Well, that's that. the thing that
0: happens when you die. You don't... You, yeah. Since you're no longer a person, you become a story. Yes. Yeah, right? True. And people, like, people love stories. We love remembering things. Like, that's, like, the definitive yeah. part of human culture. Like, even in the ancient times, they'd be like, we want to battle. Let's throw a giant, dick-shaped object in the middle of town. <laughs> and then every time we pass it, like, you see <laughs> that thing? Your pop was in that war, and I killed 50 Persians, right? That's, like, that's just, like, what yeah. we do. But it's, it's weird because then you have, like, these sort of, like, Sort of mob mentality with it, right? Yeah. So when you're twenty, it's kinda easy for you to claim purity because you haven't really been tested. Mm-hmm. Right? You've never really lived outside of your house, mm-hmm. you don't really pay bills mm-hmm. and you knew, so it's easy to condemn things. But when you're thirty yeah. and you've been like when you're like hitting thirty or forty, you start going, Man, shit's complicated and how much yeah. can I really care about, yeah. right? It's yeah. it's weird. And then What's even weirder is they they take this mentality and then they take it. It's a very extremist mentality. You either in or you're or fucking out, out right? Mm-hmm. And they, they they shut down conversations that I think really need to be had. Yeah,
2: and I think for me it's um, it's remembering and acknowledging that it happened and knowing the history behind it. Yeah, because I think that if you want to take all of the, these these tattoos. And I do agree taking most of the statues out because I I don't like the Confederate ones. Yeah, like take them out. But I think, in my opinion, I saw somebody I don't know who it was. Somebody was talking about then we should create. um, Oh, he didn't make a museum. Exactly, and having and having and I know that that can be kind of ish. No, but. In the sense having them there and remembering, mm-hmm. um, I remember also um, I love uh, a comedian. Her name is Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious, <laughs> and she was talking one time. They had a they, She was having a conversation, and people were like, "Oh, um, uh, we're uh, we're glad that Disney took a part of a movie out because it's racism." And she was talking about, I, I for I don't care if they take it in or out, but we should learn from that experience, and we yes. should learn from that. And when she said that, I was like, "That's completely true." Because if we erase it, we just forget about it. So
0: one, like, so th- um, the way Germany handled the Holocaust, I think, is th- kind of a cool model. So in Germany, it's illegal to deny that it happened, hmm. because like above, I know that. Dude, there are a bomb. Do there are a shitload of Nazi deniers? Really? Oh, I mean, it makes sense because dude. you're like, I don't want to be remembered. For no, that. like there are So a lot of Nazis escaped through. So. A lot of Nazis came to work for America through something called Operation Paperclip. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I graduated in a building named after a Nazi. I mean, oh, it was named after Warner von Braun, he was a rocket guy. Whoa. He helped start NASA. He's the reason we got to the moon. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. But it's not just that. A lot of Nazis got out and they made their way to Central America. So like there mm-hmm. are places in Buenos Aires that are ethnically German, German houses, everyone speaks German, and everyone's descended from a Nazi. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> I think
2: Argentina has a
0: big. Oh fuck yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Right, but the way they handled it was you can't deny it, and they make it a point to talk about it. Hmm. Right. So they they re, a couple of years ago they re released Mind Kampf Anatized and mm-hmm. they basically showed how one guy with stupid ideas can can unite people behind a terrible idea and use nationalism yeah. to get wherever he wants. Right in America we have this, this, this what's weird is we almost have two separate histories right? You have like no, but it's true. Yeah. So yeah. Um, after the Civil War, after Lincoln got his head blown off, which at least you have to watch that play. I imagine it was a shitty play. Probably did that. man. I don't even think he wanted to go. <laughs> to be honest. Be here.
2: I'm hungry. I'm tired. Yes,
0: but there was this uh, There was this. how do we... Cause the South considered themselves to be their own independent country during the whole Civil War. America's like, nah, y'all just tripping, and then we won. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, how do we bring them back in? Do we treat them like conquered peoples and enforce rule, or do we bring them back in slowly? So Lincoln had a plan, but when he got his head blown off, his vice president—no uh, one remembers because he's the vice president—his <laughs> plan was, we're gonna we're gonna let them back in, and we're gonna help them reconstruct. So what's the first thing white people? What's the first thing those white people did that had just freed all their slaves? We have to create a system in which we're still above you. And this translated down to the textbook. So those guys who fought in that war, they didn't just disappear. Mm
1: -hmm. They
0: became school teachers. They became authors. And then they they started veterans groups, right? So they would start things like, um, I think it was like the Sisters of the Confederacy. Yes. And they wrote all the history books. And they wrote it with this idea that, oh, the the northern aggression, it wasn't about slavery, right? And that's just become the story of the Mm -hmm. South to where now you're like, hey, that statue that was built in the 60s, yeah, I was trying to lynch people for wanting to do things. That's got to go. And people like, no, it's, oh, it's history. It's it's heritage, right? What? But what doesn't help is, rather than, like, what I don't like is, especially you see it a lot on, so on like, social media, right? You'll see that argument, and then what happens? comic section just full of shit thrown, full of everyone trying to dunk on somebody. We don't talk to anyone anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if you sat that guy down, and you guys had a heart-to-heart. Because a lot of times, when, especially today, because we don't talk to each other face to face, not just because of COVID, but because
2: yeah, social media.
0: Yeah, social media, you lose that you you lose that like awareness of what you're saying. Because yeah. you say some reckless shit on Twitter, you wouldn't dare say to that person's face.
2: Yeah. And
0: also, when you're talking to yeah. someone like this, you really have to consider your point and then listen to what they're saying. Exactly, it's a right? conversation. You yeah. can't just go, "Oh, fuck this" and leave. Right? You <laughs> sit down and you talk.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and I think because a lot of people are used to. Being marginalized, so many communities mm-hmm. that um, people quickly go like, "Wait a second, this is not right." Mm-hmm. And then you have the other half, who is incredibly aggressive throughout the entire history, their mm-hmm. history, which is creates conflict. And and you see it. I know this is a, another s- situation, but I think it's an example of why we should not jump into a back w- wagon too quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the Adele situation? What was the Adele situation? She was wearing like a, a Was this when she got top. skinny? No, she got. She was wearing a bikini top and it was like a Jamaican flag. And she had I like bento knots. Do your thing. Yeah. And the thing is that a lot of black Americans in Twitter obviously were denouncing that because, hello, when you come to the United States, you're like, ha, ah, everybody's going to appropriate me because that's what they here's do my here. Thing. Okay, here's my but, thing
0: about that picture. I give it a pass. One, Bitch, you know, she's gonna get that picture taken, and two, she's on vacation, goddammit. But the thing (laughs) is that
2: it was for a festival, yeah.
0: And people,
2: black people from from England, and people, Jamaicans from England, apparently it's like this big celebration, Mm -hmm. and um, and what's normal to for people to wear that, yeah. You saw this back and forth between black Americans and black um, people, English people, right?
0: That's so weird to say, black English, (laughs) black English, right?
2: And and um. You, I was like, wait a second. We should not be. And I, for for example, if I hear anybody doing anything, saying anything against black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, I'm the first one with a knife. You know, Jesus
0: <laughs> Christ, that's slashing <laughs> tires. How many machetes? How many, no, real talk. How many machetes y'all got in the crib? Uh, and right now we don't have a lot,
2: but but back home. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You ain't, a car- lot.
0: You ain't Caribbean if you ain't got at right. least one machete in the crib. I have. I you have. have L- a a Caribbean one. If you got one in the car. <laughs> Just... I used to ca- I, my boy used to have he was Cuban, um, he's Cuban and black and he used to carry a machete in his hand. <laughs> um
2: yeah, I have I have a wooden one, that doesn't count. But um yeah, the whole thing I was like because again we're so used to of people appropriating things mm-hmm. within the culture that when um you see something that is foreign It's like, wait a second, Mm -hmm. I need to defend it. Yeah. And I think that was a good example of being like, wait, we should sit down and evaluate what's wrong. Because yes, people, and again, cancel culture is, is not, it's not real and it's extremely toxic. Yeah. Because the people who should be canceled are not getting canceled. Bro.
0: In fact, those people are trying to cancel
2: other people. Exactly. The biggest thing, I I don't follow the, the, what's it called? The beauty community in YouTube. Um, oh, I fa- I follow this a great animator, um, and he did like a breakdown, and I did didn't know anything about the beauty community until I saw show. him. It's horrible. It's a shit show, and they're horrible humans. Oh, and, they're all terrible, and they're try and they're like canceling people, ending their careers, and I'm like, D- they are the ones who need to be canceled because
0: so, they're eating each other. you're, yeah. both, you're all and,
2: terrible. <laughs> exactly, and um. Mahalia loves this guy What's his Jeffree Star. Star And I didn't Didn't know anything about him Until I saw that video And I was like Mahalia He is horrible What the heck
0: Dude It's and, a lot of weird shit yeah, Going on there That's the
2: person Who needs to get cancelled But you're cancelling people That uh, Said something wrong Yeah and You didn't educate them That's what and That's for me What's like
0: rough What's creepy is like Especially how it was going down In the beauty community They had weaponized it Yeah That's And the thing about being canceled is, like, it's not like, oh, we've canceled that person, they're dead, they're no longer here. Like, no, they're still living. And they kind of, like, block your way of coming back into into the group or society or Mm -hmm. something like that.
2: And the people who should have the opportunity to learn Mm -hmm. are not coming up. But the people who have not learned and people who have tried to cancel them so many times and they do deserve to be canceled are back. (sighs) So it's just, like, it's not real because you're canceling the wrong people.
0: Yeah. And it's... So here's my thing. I feel like we're living in a time where there's just, like, a ton of just pent-up shit. Mm 2020 is a year just pent-up shit. And, like, with cancel culture, one thing that really kind of worries me about it is it feels like there are things we need to be angry about and need to address. But it feels like at points we're nitpicking, Mm -hmm. right? So... With the whole like one of the things I, that worries me about like just for example the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. right, it feels like now, it's just gone full commercial, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a lot of these companies or people genuinely are for it, right? Now obviously when you see like the protests in sports, I'm like finally, right? Um, but like why did it take Coke so long to finally exactly get Black Lives Matter right mm-hmm. and now you see people not going to protest to protest but going there to gain clout and it's like well, yeah, then...
2: performative activism exactly
0: right so now. then you're just virtue signaling and you're not like my thing is if you're gonna believe something at least be fucking genuine about it mm-hmm. because the one thing that really disappoints, the so like there's always a comparison between black lives matter and the 60s civil rights movement and one of the biggest things that separates those two movements to me is the amount of legal victories right mm. so the civil rights movement carried weight for two reasons one you're dealing with the rise of television. So no longer is a riot just words in a newspaper. You're seeing people being you see, attacked exactly. by yeah. German shepherds and sprayed down with hoses. And you're mm-hmm. seeing you know, racism in your home at seven o'clock, right? And also you had legal victories. You had like Brown versus Board of Education. Yeah. You had the elimination of Jim Crow laws, right? Um, you're not seeing those. What you're seeing are a bunch of photo ops, right? Until we have like some definitive legal victory, right? Like that case in Minnesota, right? Until we can see some sort of real legal action that can set precedence yeah. from here on out, we're just going to keep seeing it happen over and over, yeah. and we're going to keep arguing about nothing.
2: Yeah, and it's, it reminds me of, you know, when there's a, a situation, I don't know, and somebody votes, pray for, for <laughs> I don't know.
0: Pray for play for my foot. I stubbed my toe. <laughs> then they have like but, a little
2: outline, and they have like San Diego, and then like, pray for San Diego. Pray for this, pray yeah. for that. And I'm like, are you really doing it? And obviously, um, as a Christian, I'm like, oh, you're not really doing it. You're just posting about it's it. It's so because weird. You're not just, supposed to, because prayer is supposed
0: to be just something like, oh, pray for them. I got you exactly. You know, you do it. You don't do tell you everyone do
2: you prayed. And that's what it fills with. For example, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, are you doing it? Are you donating? To mm-hmm. those places who actually need to do... Are you educating yourself? Yeah. Like, what
0: are you trying to do? It's weird. And then another just, thing, yeah. too, is like... I was, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I'm noticing that there's like a rise in like... So there are like extremist black groups. Not a lot of them, but they're fine to listen to. Who would love to see um, white patriarchy replace with black patriarchy. So literally just the same shit, but it's a black tutu in it. <laughs> And <laughs> It's so fucking... It's weird, bro. It's fucking... <laughs> but I think what's weirdest, too, is how we're seeing this intersect in, like, entertainment. Mm. So did you see that article the other day? Where, and I think it's 2024, the Oscars... Oh, yes. ...are going to start looking for diversity in how they judge yeah. best picture, mm-hmm. right? How do you feel about that? Because <sighs> with, with movies, to me, right... Mm-hmm. I know I'm, you guys to talk about in your podcast how there are, it's kind of hard for like people like of color to get like voice acting jobs when mm-hmm. I was listening to. Yeah. And to me, it, movies and television are weird. Because like you said, a lot of times you have to find the character to fit the role. Mm-hmm. So like when people were like, we need to make James Bond black I'm like, that's kind of weird. Because James Bond is written as a fucking drunk Scotsman who should be in the Me Too movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like that's for sure, That's man, who I've his character seen is, seen right? seen it like
2: that, yeah. But,
0: bro, go watch some of them old ones. See, he'll come <laughs> like, in there. No, oh, wait. it no Sean Connery. He'll walk in. <laughs> I want to have sex with you. No. <laughs> like, we're going to be here all night, then. <laughs> right? You don't. Know, dude, Sean Connery was like the last Whoa. actor who could be wild as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, have right. you seen the interviews he's given to, like, Diane Sawyer? She was like, so you think it's okay to hit women? Well, he pushed the point to some something. And I'm like, whoa, wait. <laughs> wait it second. wasn't even, he, he didn't even think about it. Well, you know, sometimes they push the point, and you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> oh, hold up, coach. I, I'm just looking like, this was, this was 90-what? You could say that? Fuck.
1: <laughs> my, my man God, talked about punching so women. Right. He's still
0: alive, too. <laughs> oh my, Bro. So cool. But, yeah, like, that's a Scottish character, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that's weirdest to me, right, especially when you're talking about film, like, once again, you're dealing with, like, a cultural thing. So, if, like, mm. movies were made, like, film itself was made as a medium that was better for capturing white skin. Yeah. And you've just seen, because, like, you weren't, like, black people make movies in the 30s and shit. So, now we're, just, like, seeing Hollywood have to go, oh, we have to change, but I don't want to quit writing on this show. Yeah. And that's the thing.
2: And that it, because it's weird. Um, like, you have, you have movies that, um, for example, one of the biggest things that I never understand why people are mad at it. Mad at it because she is a freaking mermaid. Um, they they're casting
0: Haley from Chloe
2: and Hayley. Yeah, I don't like
0: it. And I don't like it. I'll tell you, this guy doesn't like it. Black <laughs> so, women are not getting in water. But Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck but wait, you. The reason the
2: reason <laughs> they, they were saying it was oh because mermaids are not close to the sun so the melanin whatever and I'm like she's a she's Come a here. fish. Come
0: here, you're arguing like, about a mermaid. Go do exactly.
2: something. <laughs> exactly.
0: But, well, here's, so, here's the thing about that. Like you saw Mulan last week, right? Exactly. I didn't know like everyone above the line was a white person. Exactly.
2: That's the thing that drives me. That I'm like <laughs> you can you're creating these movies and I, that's the good thing that I like that you are you're ensuring, um, I guess.
0: A, a cultural virginity. identity
2: Exactly But the thing is That um,
0: For me That's If you're gonna do it Go all the way Exactly You gotta go full Black Panther Right Have you seen um, Black is King The Beyonce thing Yes That Was I looked at that And I'm like This needs to be nominated For Best Picture For sure Cause the thing about that, that Cause all the time you hear Well I'd love to include Someone of color But I can't find them I'd love to do this Whole movie, chief. Mm-hmm. Whole movie, mm-hmm. costume designers, prop designers, cameramen, producers, directors. Whole movie, black people. You tell me you can't find somebody. Exactly, that's the thing. That for me, it's like, oh, we're
2: just ensuring people, and I'm like, great. But uh, what sir, what are you um, sacrificing to achieve that? And that's the thing that we will never see mm-hmm. because that that's going to be a, a production. Thing you know, yeah. pro- uh, every single production is gonna be different. So what are you? Uh, what are you sacrificing? Because oh, you, we're gonna have 75 percent people of color. Yeah. Okay, so all of your grips are your PAs are gonna be people of color, but the director and the DP the yeah. and the, it's gonna still be white. You need studio. So
0: exactly yeah. the studio heads like what because it's still I mean <laughs> because I give them the studio heads right because they're in a weird predicament where. Movies are art, but they're also business, right? So you have mm-hmm. to be able to turn a exactly. profit on them, yeah, right? Yeah. So my thing is like, so when you look at Star Wars, right? The newest ones, fucking hate them, because they no. Here's my thing: if you're because they initially went down this road of inclusion and diversity, right? yeah, with yeah, but then you neglect the most important part of storytelling. You have to tell a good story. Make mm-hmm. a if you can't make a character engaging, other than she's a strong woman, we have yeah. to literally tell me you're not making a good movie you're it's a political ad and you can go do that on your own time right mm-hmm. but worse is you're taking these the common expression is go woke go broke right you're taking these characters that everyone loves and dude you can weave it in there you're talented enough but when you force it on people they reject it and then you've basically betrayed them as a fan mm-hmm. and then like you would turn like especially they like it's with Star Wars man they turn around and be like well you guys are toxic it's like well no you're if you want to go make that movie make it don't take Star Wars from me man my wife left me Star Wars people are fucking because Star Wars is like a religion if you talk to some people like you were talking earlier like no like some people like they live their life like there's a whole there's a religion called Jediism really? shit yeah there's a bunch of dorks they wear cloaks they have little swords I drive by and I roll my window down Did
2: I not know that wow
0: dude I I remember uh, I was visiting the University of Alabama once and they have a Quidditch team and it's ranked it's you want to know how they do it? It's a bunch of kids on brooms running around. I rolled my window it's down. Stop. Ace! <laughs> <For a season. laughs> no, no. The snitch is like a tennis ball. <laughs> oh, with tennis? Oh, oh no, it was it was sad. No. It was sad.
2: But yeah, going stuff like that is being forced and it's not natural. Yeah. You're not. You're just forcing characters. Like, and you see it. It's. You see that the conversation has to happen from from within studios and within mm-hmm. because it's kinda sad that the biggest uh for example I'm gonna take the two biggest examples. Viola Davis' is Oscar. Jesus. Her Christ. character. What was her character? Well the dude. She was a housemaid, right?
0: But here's the thing, women get the shaft period when it comes to Oscar. Exactly. But
2: uh, analyzing that her that yeah. she just she literally the role that she won was in a white savior movie. Yeah, we go to the other spec the the uh, the other example which is Rita Moreno, mm-hmm. the first Latina to win uh, an Oscar. Mm-hmm. She wanted playing being in West Side Story. Literally, the entire movie was trashing on his. I knew
0: at some point we'd come back to this. <laughs> you know, Spielberg's making a new one.
2: I know, but we don't want to we don't want to talk about it because I love. St- Steven Spielberg and I he hate to with Side Story. He gets a pass. But yeah, but um, like you see those two examples of yeah. amazing actresses and only being recognized for those stereotypical roles within white eyes, which yeah. is kind of interesting.
0: But here's the even on Viola, bro. Like you put her resume together, go fuck yourself. She's she's I, like what she got? I think she's, she's got in. a she's got a Tony. She's got an Oscar. Does she have an Emmy? I don't. I
2: think she has an emmy for um how to get away with murder doesn't she i
0: don't know because i remember she was doing an interview and she was like i have all these awards my resume is a1 why don't you pay me like i'm a1
2: She's said for me in my book she's top she's right there with Mary streep her and Mary, Mary streep for me are like the best this yeah. ever and she doesn't get half of the recognition no. that that Mary streep no. has and people and sleep on her and it's like you have her playing this strong amazing mm-hmm. and I, I love Mary Shchet, but when you compare um, Julia from *Julie and Juliet*, yeah. Juliet and you compare uh, Viola Davis, Viola Davis's character in *How to Get Away with Murder*, dude, I
0: have a, uh, uh, have boy. you seen *Widows*? Yes, bro. Yes. that, <laughs> yeah, like, that see, that's I love that movie because it was able to bring different levels of social issues yeah. in and show it to you, yeah. without. Like, the, the, the beautiful thing, like, the shot, the way they show gentrification. where yeah. it was one shot on the car where he drives from a neighborhood to his neighborhood without even saying it, right? That's it's like, so crazy. Because, like, the guy who made that, um, Steve McQueen, like, black guy, he's from Britain, craftsman, right? I think there are real craftsmen out there, but I think studios kind of feel like they're either we go complete overt with no kind of symbolism or craft mm-hmm. and, you know, like a Captain Marvel. Right, She doesn't learn anything. She's just a strong She's woman. Or you have like a Widows where we're like, we can tell a proper movie and hopefully people get it. And for me personally, dude, let me figure it out. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to beat me over the head with it. Because then when it comes naturally to you, like as an audience member, I love when I watch a movie and nothing's said and I get it. And I'm like, oh, this guy, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> and you have, it, it's weird because you have
2: amazing movies like that mm-hmm. and then you give an Oscar to Mile And it's like, <laughs>
0: bro, <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> but that—that's like I said. That's part. That—that's the thing. It's like in Hollywood, there are certain things that have happened that have become co- so culturally acceptable that to ask mm-hmm. him to change is weird. Mm-hmm. Like Harvey Weinstein wasn't the first guy to do what he did. Mm-mm. That was like that was like why people became like how you were like I want to be a producer because you wanted like to, to do that job. Yeah. Guys go I want to be a like there are guys who go I want to be a producer to do blow and bang models. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are guys that are, like, like, you saw it happen. Like, change, you're like, wait, but I've already, I've done, I'm still alive. I've done, they're coming for me. God damn it. I had had the locked door thing. And you're seeing this massive change. And I think you're going to see, here's my thing. This is where I think it's going, right? I think it's getting to a point now where you have just this demand for content. You have Netflix, you have all the streaming services, you have the studios and stuff. And it's becoming more and more profitable to find someone who is an individual and let them do their thing and just leave it alone, right? Because yeah. it seems like today people are more and more like, we're, yeah, we like Star Wars, but I need something new. Yeah, we like. Cause my thing is the comic book movie boom is, I think it's over. Because you're not really going to top end game. Like, on the next five, like, here's the thing. I think in the next 10 years, like, comic book movies aren't going to be not profitable but they're not going to be two billion dollars exactly right and i think right now a lot of companies especially coming out of 2020 like they're like what you guys have been doing, like everyone's doing everyone's got time to write
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: you can't make ships you can imagine it goddamn yeah so people are looking for you they're looking for an individual story they're looking for Mm -hmm. something different Mm -hmm. and i think people might be looking for more of a risk too
2: yeah i mean And I think listening to young writers who have fresh faces and stories that you have never seen or have seen in a different way, that's the beauty of Parasite. That that will be spectacular. And I watched and it was weird because I I watched it with my parents, and we were. Looking at the movie and the first, uh, like the first minutes, we're like, what's this movie end about? Yo, and then facts. it's like, then, then, then you're like, what the hell? The movie ends. and so you're like, this is amazing, bro. So it's so, it was so creative, so new. You haven't seen that in a while that that's what you're going to get thrown at. And that's, I, th- I think that actually Marvel kind of helped that because we oh, yeah. were just going to the, to, to the cinema to watch uh,
0: a spectacle. Uh, yeah. Well, spectacle sells, right? And yeah. then it sells too because you know overseas mm-hmm. markets. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, want to see that, But like.
2: Yeah, I mean, but the, the thing is with Parasite. Parasite broke broke that. Like literally, this thing of comedy. And even though it was not wasn't like pure comedy, it was dark comedy. It was really really dark comedy, and they blended so many genres. But at the same time, it was like it translated well. That's and the thing
0: about comedy. Crazy. Well, like I say, don't write comedies in like different languages because of cultural barriers, right? Yeah. That one, it did a perfect job of it, bro. I. So, I didn't. I didn't not like Parasite. I hated how I had to see it. So, I saw it at the Savannah Film Festival. Oh, yeah. So, I'd stand in line for hours yeah. and hours, and this group got to go This group got to go on window, getting like nosebleeds. I'm sitting like the far, it's a, go, it's a dope movie, right? And the thing about it was, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of PO'd about that. Mm. So, like. And then afterwards you leave and everyone's giving the old circle jerk I'm like okay it's pretty good do you want to talk about football I just want to go to sleep right I feel like movies like that like that's one thing that like bugs me about Oscar movies right yeah. most of them you never really get a chance to see especially like, the yeah. foreign categories and stuff you're like what the fuck is that just, who made this
2: they're weird
0: I wish you could just get it yeah like that's one thing I think quarantine has made a lot of studios aware of like we can just send it to the telly and they'll pay 30 bucks mm-hmm. why do we go to the theaters again <laughs>
2: I think that coming out of COVID is going to be an interesting time for for the entertainment. Are business. you
0: are you optimistic?
2: I don't know, because I've seen this uh, thirst of finding new talent, mm-hmm. and um, as Molly and I are pitching shows, and we're seeing that people really want to listen to the new voices. But at the same time, because of COVID, they need to rely on stuff that that's going to bring them money. Yeah. Like. The Christopher Nolan thing. If that was, like, I don't know. Uh, one you, of my favorite, like, new directors, her name is um, Melina Matsoka. She did, um, I, I butcher her name, my bad. But she did um, Quentin Slim. She did Beyonce's uh, Lemonade album. Oh, okay, and okay. She, she has such an, a unique, like...
0: Yeah, her vision's unique. Vision.
2: If she did a movie, yeah. Quentin Slim. I didn't like Quinn Slim as much. But if you did a movie like that, mm-hmm. and that was like replacing Tenet,
1: mm-hmm. obviously
2: people are not the studios are gonna be like, they don't know her they don't know her. They're not gonna go out. So they they're gonna rely on people like Christopher Nolan yeah. to bring that big buck in. So that's why I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Because you have Melina Matsouka who has yeah. incredible talent, but she doesn't have Christopher Nolan. But Christopher is... So, I mean, as a dope director. Here's the
0: thing. Chris, but, you, you couldn't make a Christopher Nolan movie without Christopher Nolan. Imagine, for sure. Imagine you trying to go into a meeting and pitch Inception. <laughs> okay, first off, we're going to need okay. a whiteboard. <laughs> there are levels to the dream. <laughs> That's just in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's, it's crazy. I have a ton of optimism, right? Because obviously it's going to be slow coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be this real retraction. like, Because like, like Disneyland, right? So Disney is in a lot of trouble because for years yeah. – they really did, like you make money off of movies, but you make way more off of merchandise in the theme yep. and theme parks, and those are becoming more and more of a liability. Dude, they're thinking about moving Disneyland to Austin. What, dude? Here's my thing. I'm ready. I hear. I feel it. I feel it in my bollocks, man. One of the studios is going to leave California. It's getting too expensive to make stuff there. Yeah, and they figured out that you can do it anywhere. And then Tyler Perry built that studio and said, oh, "Fuck you." This is crazy. Which I'm convinced. There's my, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's built that studio. Fuck you! I can do it here. You can pay me. So what stops Warner Brothers from going? There's a lot of space in Albuquerque. I
2: mean, I mean I, they have half of the stuff here.
0: Exactly. So infrastructure's anywhere. You can put your headquarters wherever you want. Albuquerque yeah. looks nice. Hmm. Puerto Rico ain't got no taxes. <laughs> no, but that's how they yeah. think. I, I really true. think I think one of them might because you've seen this mass exodus of like, dude, a lot of people are leaving California. A lot of people. Companies are like... Disney was like, maybe Austin. I'm like, ooh, someone's going to leap.
2: I think they're just waiting. Who makes that first? Yeah. Um, like, for example, uh, I'm, I'm a gamer. So I've been like... <laughs> I've been like waiting to see who drops like the price tags on the PS5 uh, and the Xbox. I, I'm, I'm PS5. Mm-hmm. But um, they, what they, they were saying is that the, both companies were waiting for who reveals the price first. Dude, so Xbox revealed it this week. Yeah. And PS5, they're what's the PS5 re- going for? I don't know, but they're gonna reveal it like next week. You So they're like waiting. Who does takes that first step? Mhm. So I guess that's everyone. That that's the, with the, the thing.
0: I, that's the thing. Like I think within the, like not next year, but like in the next two or three yes. years, someone's gonna make that leap. Yeah. Because it doesn't. That's the only reason I moved to California, right? Mhm. So one thing about Atlanta. Is it's kind of like Puerto Rico's in some ways where because there isn't, like, a lot of development, if you want to yes, you got to go to L.A. So there's a kind of a exactly. capstone for depending yeah. on what you want to do. Yeah. Right? And for, like, what I want to do, like, I want to write, I want to direct, and I want to do comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And at least how it used to be. So before COVID, like, L.A. was the place to do all three of those things. Like, if you – like, so they have the comedy store in L.A., which is, like, this – very famous club, Richard Pryor's done there. And like any co- any comic who's ever a comic goes there. Like you go there and all the comics they literally sign the building. Dude, that's dope. It's super dope, right? And that's like the mecca. So like if if you're you're doing spots there during the week and then you hit the road and I'm like, that's a Because one of my, the guy I want to copy in my career or I most want my career to mirror is Judd Apatow. So Judd Apatow started out of the stand-up and then started making movies. So he's like produced like super mad, and then he's directly like 40 year old oh. virgin and stuff. And I love, now he's, he's, work- he, he, so he was based in New York, right? Okay. But because of COVID, I don't know when comedy's coming back. So I've been stuck writing. And it's weird because when you write, when you do comedy in, in a comedy club, right, you know immediately if you're funny or not yeah. and you want to tweak. When you write it, you got to go, fuck, read this. <laughs> and then tell me if you, th- and then if you give it to 10 people, they give you 10 different answers, <laughs> right? But a lot of comics are leaving. A lot of comics are going, like, they're realizing that you don't have to go to a centralized place anymore. There's this massive decentralization, but I would love some the Warner Brothers. Come to Atlanta. I don't want to leave.
2: Yeah, I so- me neither. I, I think that writing, like development, is yeah. going to take a little bit of time to move to to um, Georgia. Because I think a lot of people going to end up in Georgia, but mm-hmm. I don't know when. That's the thing.
0: That's another thing. And
2: I, I, I'm not gonna stay here, I'm <laughs> thirty, waiting for, for. What's wrong with Georgia? It's s- fantastic. For, I don't like Georgia. What? I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love g- it. I was born in an island, bro. <laughs> Yo, bad. You go back. <laughs> go why back.
0: Don't, why don't you just go, go back where you're from? Damn it. <laughs> no, nah, real but, shit. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Like, if I was born in Puerto Rico, ain't no way I'm leaving. Mm, Fuck you. Know you. How
2: much I thought of it. I was like, if I really want to, I'm like, well. If I'm successful, hopefully I, I am soon. I'm gonna have the money to go back whenever I want.
0: See, I wouldn't even have that thought process. <laughs> no, nope, I was idea. like thinking like, what to do, what to do. Bro, because here's my thing, I so for grad school I was thinking about going to a school in Florida. But here's my problem: I'm a I love being underwater, and if you have a beach nearby, there's no fucking way I'm going to class. So so Atlanta's always been the city I've wanted to move to. And it's just close enough to a beach where I can stay responsible. Because if I want to go to the beach, that's ah, four hours, and I got to swim in thyme, and that kind of stinks. <laughs> it does, <laughs> right? So <it's, laughs> I don't think I don't think I could have left. I don't, mm. I, I don't think I don't think I could have left. But here's the thing, bro. Like with immigrants too, man. Like you got to remember, like immigrants came here because it sucks so bad where they're from. So struggle is like what you just got to do. And then they put that in their kids, and their kids go dominate, Go dominate, man. Because one thing about Americans, right? When you go back to the assimilation, their whole thing is like, ah, oh, you because 'cause you're in America you're born with things you just take for granted, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Oh, C plus, that's all right. Yeah. You know, you'll go work and you'll be a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> right? you don't bro, you don't hear that in like Caribbean or like Oriental homes. It's like, you gotta be? What you sit down here. Papa San came here and mopped floors for fucking twenty five cents a night, did a hundred stores a night, so I could have what I got. You yeah. cannot let him down, right? Yeah. But, well, that, this also goes back to that lineage. Like, you, like, uh, Malia's grandma is, like, the dopest lady I know. 100%. Is
2: it the one from, like, the chickens and the goats? Yes,
0: the one okay. from Haiti? Yeah. Bro, so the way she, they talk about her mopping the floors, they she, she takes an extreme amount of time, she does it right, and they asked her one day why, she goes, because I used to have to sleep down there. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, you hear that, and you're like, yeah, like what was
2: my problem today? <laughs> you're like, right? why, am I, why am I complaining?
0: Bro, and, like, her regimen is just, like, there's no quitting that woman. Like, she's about, she's almost, like, 84. Mm. Every morning, up at 6, 10 into the garden, doing mm. things, moving around. Mm-hmm. Like, when that's your grandma, you have no excuses, mm. right? And I feel like in America, like, we've, because a lot of people have really lost that connection, right? Like, that's one thing about, like, when we talk about, like, just black people, we go, oh, we're black people. Like, nah, bro, what are you really? Like so like my people come from louisiana so i probably got some french in there unfortunately but they also come from trinidad right And mm-hmm. like there's probably some indian in there like there's a whole yeah. story that you need to go figure out and you yeah. just don't do that in america oh man
2: that's crazy but I, that story is it's it's really crazy to hear somebody like i'm, I'm gonna you know i'm cleaning that because that's where i yeah it's, i'm about to sleep and it's like Crazy. And you I mean most most immigrants families, um, and even though Puerto Ricans are technically um, immigrants, I do consider them because I I, I no, nah, y'all a colony quit for me. I will
0: never say that <laughs> i am a American. colony. Y'all y'all basically but you're like half brothers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But um I mean a
2: lot of these people have sacrificed everything mm-hmm. to being in this country and just being um my family um like they all come fr- come from like really really um humble beginnings so that that um let's say um force should be the best it's yeah. like within me within my my like my cousins my 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 father my mom my uncles like everybody is just like has that force of just being the best but but because you grew up in this in this place that you have and I'm from like the mountains of Puerto Rico. Damn. Um, yeah. So like I've seen my family like hustle. Yeah. And I see my mom has um she has um Oh my god. Scoliosis. And she I've
0: I've did that stop her from hitting you with a slipper?
2: Never. <laughs> <laughs> Brooms
0: <laughs> the, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that never throwing me stuff. I don't know. But was, she, um, was your
0: mom accurate? She strikes me as an accurate. Oh, lady. for sure. <laughs> the thing
2: is that my my mother she didn't have to hit us a lot because just with her looking at us, we would just like. That's I always would, scarier. Yeah, I would just drop stuff. then your imagination goes so like, oh, she's gonna kill me. The like, day we died. What did I do? What did her do? And you start rethinking every single step that you did. You start rethinking
0: like, <laughs> damn, we got four
2: machetes, two of them downstairs. <laughs> Down the stairs, there's an electric cord right there. What? Here's the but thing, it goes had. like
0: electric cord machete. I hope she gets machete. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'd be quick.
2: <laughs> but um, like I remember remember her um just having extreme back pain and just going to work. Yeah. Because there's not an option of not working. Because if we don't work, we don't eat. Mm-hmm. It's not, oh, I can take a paid vacation and just chillax. Yeah. Same thing with my father. You gotta my make father, it happen. Yeah. I thought I was working, 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 because there was not an option to stop working. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess seeing that as, as Caribbeans, mm-hmm. I think it's crazy, to to understand that as an adult now that that force yeah. it was it's basically um, ingrained in me because I
0: saw them do that.
2: Yeah. Um, just that's
0: real. Yeah. You wanna know the greatest thing my dad ever called me? What he called me a pussy. So in Kansas we have it's flat and we have when we have like snowstorms of wind, it's yeah. snow drifts. So over here it'd be like nothing, and then over here be a fucking mountain. Yeah. So my dad had just had knee replacement surgery. And he comes to my mom and goes, Sheree, don't take the boys to church. My mom goes, so they're gonna meet the Lord today. I'm in the back <laughs> like, no, nah, I don't think we should go. It's cold as fuck out there. Right? So we go to church and by the time we get out, it's massive snow drifts in front of the house, right? <laughs> I can't get my we can't get our car up there, my mom can't get her car up there. And my dad, he's, he's supposed to be on bed rest, right? And he's standing there in his sweatpants. He's like, I just wanted to watch Westerns, but here's my fucking family outside after, you know, because Jerry don't know what he's talking about. And we're out there shoveling, right? And I'm inside. I'm like, oh, my fucking hands are cold. He comes by and he goes, you giant. He just looks at me and goes, pussy. And then he grabs a shovel. And like, my. he's not supposed to be, he's no, he's not supposed yeah, to be like okay. moving. He's fucking throwing snow around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's that's what that is, right? Yeah. Like, oh, your hands are cold. My knee isn't stable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got like something's got to happen, like, cause my like one thing's about me was we were incredibly blessed to have like um, a lot of supportive dudes, right? Mm-hmm. I had like, a lot of good male role models, right? Mm-hmm. So like I always had that example, so I could never, I could fuck up, but it's like, no, nah, two people yeah. gave up, so you could have, right? Yeah. But one thing I love about your family. No, this is like, I'm genuinely like, I love it, bro. Like, whenever you do a project, the family's like, so what you need? Yeah. You need like, (laughs) you need some food? You need a ride? Yeah. I can take off next Tuesday. Yeah. Your cousin ain't doing shit. I give them a call. Bring him in. Someone just got to hold the bed. Like, that's one thing I love, bro. Yeah. Like, the support like your family has. Because, like, my family's like that back home. And to see that, that's like, that's super encouraging, bro. Yeah.
2: It's it's and it's in. I mean, I love my parents. Um, that I'm also kind. Of, I'm blessed because they are young, so they still it's have still that, that back Yeah, they're like, oh, let's go. And my pro dad brother flipped, gets your dragged. Dad runs, Your dad runs marathons, man. And I'm like, what? Why are you doing that? And, but anyways, but the thing, <laughs> I think it comes from. So everybody in my my, especially my father's side of the family, like his his mother, um, dad, my grandparents, they all have. All conditions like different medical conditions.
0: Everyone does.
2: So, but it's like super intense. Like everybody oh, has. Yeah. Um. And my dad had a lot, suffered from a lot of, um, like epilepsy attacks. Uh, my grand, oh. yeah. My aunt has MS. My mom has her back pains. I had a, I have a kidney condition. My grandmother had suffered from a thousand strokes, and she's still functioning. <laughs> I don't know how. They build character. Um, yeah. She's like I don't know. Yeah. But I guess that mentality of helping each other comes from that. of uh, of mm-hmm. taking care of each other because we all have that. Um, yes, we have, thank God, we have a good bond between each other. But also, it's also... <laughs> it's also um, uh, uh, we're also, all hurting in a way. Yeah, so we're like, we're supporting each other. And Probably. I know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I love my parents, they're great.
0: Because like, I think I, of all the projects we've worked on, I'm like, damn, do they just... Y'all work for Eric? Like, no, bro. I was mom. Like, what the fuck? You ain't got nothing. You'd rather be doing right now. No, and they're like, and it's not.
2: It's not like I need help. I don't. Uh, I don't go to them. And be like, I need you. Like this day, this thing. Mm-hmm. They just offered. You need help, and I'm like, well, you're gonna offer him. I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, my, my brother is great, but I feel like he's dragged. Me. He's, he's like, wh- I just want to rest, bro. And bro, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Derek.
0: Derek gotta go because the family <laughs> going. We have a whole family Look, go. The family is in and we can't have look, we're not cutting fingers off. You are you are a part you're of this. You're part of this you're part of this production.
2: And uh it's crazy. But <laughs> poor Derek, but he's a trooper, he's the best. he's, uh, <laughs> he's like just dragged into every single oh project. Oh my god. He's like, Okay, I'm here. What uh, do you need me to do?
0: One thing I like about your family, bro, is like you guys are all I call it free, right? So, like, I imagine your family is the kind of family that, like, on a Sunday, like, y'all. Like, it's liable to someone to come around the corner with an acoustic guitar, we all singing, kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, my dad plays a lot of instruments. He sings, and he's like the guitar, and it happens. So. Um, I don't know if you met Joel and Nicole from my thesis. Well, he, the, he was a composer.
0: Was he the one with the little baby?
2: Yeah, with the little baby. God, that's cute. So me. my parents are like the godparents of that baby. Oh, okay. So they all sing too. So they just are in a corner. Sometimes they grab guitars and they just start doing harmonies and singing. <laughs> well, he's walking.
0: Son of a bitch. Is that an acoustic? Let me sing it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's sing <laughs> Dude, so I've been meaning to talk to you about Saunders. I don't think we've ever really talked about it, right? No. Why... Why a musical, <laughs> bro? Because here's my thing: I'm not. I don't. Me personally, I have an extreme bias against musicals. I don't fuck yeah. with them. Um, Holly made me watch Hamilton, and when it got to the intermission, I thought it was done. He's like, "Let's go!" And they were like, "There's <laughs> more." I was like, "So what the fuck?" <laughs> then, then Thomas Jefferson shows up, shucking and jiving. I'm like, "Nah." No. Yeah, so why a musical?
2: So I think you know this that I don't like musicals. Yeah. So... Because all you ever do is bash yeah. West
0: Side Story.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck musicals and fuck West Side Story. <laughs> but the thing is that I really enjoy writing music. And I really wanted to do something that I liked, mm-hmm. but something that pushed me. Mm. And I was... Like, re- I, I, I wrote some, like, treatments from some scripts. And I was like, yeah. which one I'm going to spend the most amount of time with? Mm-hmm. And which one's going to push me the most? And I was like, I guess I'm doing a musical. And mm. it was... It was. it, it isn't. It's well, it's not. Still,
0: it's, it's not just a musical either. It's a pretty. Um, I mean, what's the word I want to say? I don't want to say depressing. <laughs> it's an emotionally engaging yes, musical.
2: Yes. Because I my I know this is not this is not the norm, obviously. But I've always thought of musicals like princesses and singing and birds. Yeah, you you open the door to yeah. a goddamn deer. Hey, how you doing? Exactly. <laughs> So I wanted to do something that was grounded, mm-hmm. uh, and I explored the five stages of grief within mm-hmm. *Sonorous*. And mm-hmm. it, I had to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of studying, mm-hmm. I, I I talked like to three different psychologists about the like yeah I, I did my research um, right. about the stages of grief and okay. like the different manifestations of it, and I'm applying and it, uh, putting those manifestations into songs and into characters. It was horrible. But at the same time, the the best thing that I ever heard from my professors, because I know this one wasn't not perfect. I mean, it's a pseudo film; yeah. it's not gonna be perfect. <laughs> but the thing that I um the the best thing that I heard my professors say it was like, we know this is not perfect, but we respect you a lot more for yeah. doing this crazy challenge. And for when I heard that, I was like, damn. <laughs> Every yeah, passenger.
0: If, if I had money <laughs> Exactly it's better. It's
2: better. So do y'all have money or not? Yeah, <laughs> so having my professors like Cassinger yeah. and, and Jennifer Hyde, which I respect, hearing them saying that to me. You're like, on the right track. I respect you yeah. as a filmmaker. It's not perfect, mm-hmm. but you did this. You did not do like some uh, yeah. like weak storyline and Why? I'm like,
0: thank you. So one of the, the biggest knocks I have on a lot of student films is they're always sad. It's always like right. it's always like my dad got hit by a deer and then got hit by a comet. This is the yeah. aftermath,
2: right? I guess I guess it's student loans, man. You think of those student loans and those.
0: That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Why well, have hope, Sally? Pays well, on that hope. ass. But what was it about, like, so grief in particular, right? Yeah. Because I think grief is there are a lot of strong benefits that come with grief, right? Mm-hmm. Because death is ultimately it's the one thing everyone has to do. Mm-hmm. It's it, we are all equal in that.
1: Yeah.
0: And what I find is, death has a weird way of pulling everyone together yeah. and make putting things into into f- crisp focus. Mm-hmm. And I think going through grief is, um, it's a beautiful when you're going through it. It's terrible, yeah. right? But having gone through it and overcoming it, it's a beautiful yeah. thing because what it makes you do is appreciate shit. Yeah. Because you understand that like this isn't permanent mm-hmm. and that like this mm-hmm. it can, it can go, go away exactly so what about grief made you go songs yeah so
2: <laughs> at least for me i've always seen grief differently obviously as a christian i believe that we're gonna be up there with jesus drinking coquito and mojito <laughs> all the time <laughs> So... What
0: would you do if, you, if Jesus didn't have... Okay. You
2: I believe that head. Jesus created... No, he, no, no, no. Here's so, the
0: thing. You get to heaven, and he doesn't have Bacardi. He's like... He goes, oh, we, no, no. We got another thing. He's, he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's way better if you don't. Oh, hold up. Come here. Um, did you die for everyone's sins? Or... <laughs> like... We, do we have something it's better? It's okay. Than- we don't use Picard. We have Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Oh no! Everyone Jesus loves no. it here. I know you're good, Jesus. You gotta sing everyone. <laughs> this is a quaint neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the rent's going on. <laughs> no.
2: Anyways. So, um, like I, I was this perspective of you yeah. know going home. Yeah. Um. So within, also, I, I, I think a lot of Caribbean, um, a lot of Caribbean, especially a lot of POCs and I think the black and Latino community share that in common and that when people die they're most likely to remember and it's just like a celebration of going home. Yeah. And um, at least growing up every time that I went to uh, uh, one of these services there's always music. Yeah. One of my cousins when I was like 15 or 14 uh, you know that at that age you, you get impressed by everything but <laughs> he <laughs> i'm gonna say something super sad but he yeah. um he was murdered by his childhood best friend mm-hmm. he was going to basically steal the store and when the guy entered he realized it was my cousin my cousin was trying to negotiate with him mm-hmm. but obviously he was in drugs so the whole thing yeah. went but my cousin who he was like a strong uh pillar he was young mm-hmm. it was, i think he was like 24 when he died oh shit yeah and um was a really uh, strong pillar in the community and the Christian community in Puerto Rico so they all basically came together that day mm-hmm. and they spent a day celebrating him just mm. singing like happy songs and there was like worship but there was also like cultural stuff and the next day they literally just did a, 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 a like a caravan let's say just people walking down the, down this highway mm-hmm. just celebrating life and seeing that gave me like a different perspective of grief Mm -hmm. so when I started like noticing more grief in films it was just like silence Mm -hmm. and when I was writing sonorous I was like how can I mix cultural aspects of music and silence to get that happy medium of um, how I see grief and how other people let's say in the United States and Hollywood secret Mm -hmm. so that's basically the middle ground sonorous of having this ideal of hope and what's after because Mm -hmm. it's more centered on the characters moving forward Mm -hmm. but at the same time having those silences and those spaces of thinking and, and, and you know those memories of their loved ones so that that's how sonorous was born in that sense of like Mixing the silence that we are used to in Hollywood, yeah, with grief and also music, you know, thrown in there because that's what I remember. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So we're like, um, see, so like, have you seen like a, a New Orleans funeral?
2: Yes. How they go, yeah. no,
0: like, I would look. I told Mahalia, like, look, I only want two things when a boy dies. One, I want a New Orleans style funeral. I want no one to be sad. Exactly. Actually I want three things I don't want no one to be sad And then I want someone Who I owed an inconspicuously Small amount of money to To make a big deal about it Like I want him to get up Like look Brother Brandon owe me two sixty five. Now I don't know If that falls to the family Or if we gonna talk later But Yeah but, Nigga gotta pay <laughs> But uh, hey, And uh, Sorry you're
2: crying right now But No uh, We have to talk
0: Look now I understand you bereave, But when you dry them shits I'm gonna need my two And I don't want $3 I want $2 six, Cause I don't wanna owe you Cause then it is weird also, I told her I want to be planted in the back as a walnut tree, that way whenever the kids act up, from beyond the grave and getting mm-hmm. that ass. Call me S- Pop Pop. Smart. But Smart. um, <laughs> grief is it's, it's 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 interesting how everyone deals with it differently. Differently, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, how old were you when you experienced death for the first time? When you had to, when someone you knew and were close to died. Yeah.
2: It was my. I guess the one that I'm most aware of, it was when my great-grandmother died. Mm-hmm. And I was in school. I remember it vividly when they brought me and my cousins. How old outside. were you? I was, like, in, oh, maybe 11. In the 11, like... So you passed about junior yeah. in high school. No, 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 no. Like, Oh, you're 11, 11 years old. Yeah, 11 years okay. old. Okay. And um, 11, 10, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was within those years. So I remember... um they took me because my my school was like literally like let's say 15 feet from my grandmothers both of my grandmothers houses because my parents were neighbors that's interesting that's another story you can you can bring them and interview them
0: here well, i saw him outside mowing the grass and i'm like you need some lemonade and he said see si. <laughs> <laughs> I told your brother Derek because I'm like the God made language barriers for a reason because me and your dad. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. We all know that. We all know that.
2: But um, so yeah, they took me to my grandmother's house mm-hmm. and they explained that hey, um, my mom was there, which is weird because she's working. It was like 12 p.m. So um, they they told me hey, Abuela Lidia, which was her name, like she passed away. Mm-hmm. And obviously I cried because she literally she was like my immediately, neighbor. immediately or did it like take a minute to hit you? I think it t- took a minute. But what I most remember is seeing like all of my family an extended family. Yeah. Like second cousins, second uncles, Bro, which are we, close. You gotta to lean into your mom like, this
0: is my boy, yeah. <laughs> The
2: thing is that I guess a lot. I, my family is like really big. Yeah. But they all live. Nearby. Oh, super close. Well, it's, so, well, it's yeah. an island. Yeah, you just can't. Exactly. Move. Okay. So I I know I know who my third cousins are. You know. Okay. So um, I remember like a lot of people. I literally could say like maybe sixty people in a small house. I believe you. And I just remember everybody together, mm-hmm. and everybody crying sometimes, but at the same time making jokes. Yeah. And just being there with each other, and I've seen that into each um, death in my family Mm -hmm. I've seen then everybody trying to make themselves happy there's time for 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 crying but we also should be keeping our hopes because we're still here we need to still continue to to live so um, which is crazy right Mm -hmm. but at the same time um, I remember that's the, the biggest thing I remember. I, I don't think I ever even remember the funeral. I just remember the moment where all my family was literally together in a small house, mm-hmm. 60 plus people, um, just there and just talking. And you see, you hear jokes. Sometimes you hear people crying, but sometimes you hear people making food like, yeah, let's make coffee. Yeah. <laughs> let's get, get the bread and, and the yeah. cheese out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Dude. I think that was my the, the first memory.
0: The first death I remember, so my grandmother from Trinidad lived in the Bronx for a while. Oh, okay. So um, when we went to go see her, it was super dope because New York's just this really cool city. I'm from Kansas. It's fantastic. And at the end of the day, you go over there and I tell her, and she's like, oh my God, what'd you do? It was fantastic. Did you climb to the top? I'm like, yes, Grandma. But she had these two fucking cats living in her bed. This one don't fuck with cats. I've all, I, cats live no, in Yeah, I an, don't like cats. They're the only animal I've ever had to choke twice. It will not be a third time. Because <laughs> what we would do, we'd have a little Bible study in the night. And when we prayed, they'd scratch the top of our thighs. And I'd be like, Mom, mm. the fuck? She'd be like, ah, leave him alone. And last night, I choked the shit out of that motherfucker. <laughs> he died by the next time we came, bastard. But, um... God. <laughs> um, when, when I found out she was going to move with us, I was like, oh, this is fantastic, right? But when she was moving with us, um... Because she had dementia, right? Mm. So at that age, I'm like 9 or 10. I really don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. But, like, slowly, like... It was weird seeing it, right? Because it was this transition where she knew everybody, then kind of knew everybody, yeah. and, then, and then, like, didn't. Yeah. And then, like, so it was awesome when she would try to escape. So she would open the front door. She'd be, like, outside. I'm like, Grandma, where are you going? Going to Trinidad. Go to hell. <laughs> I'm like, which way are you going? That way. Fuck you. And I'm like, Good I want to live with that much confidence. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Bro, but when she died, what was weird, <laughs> it was weird how my dad told me. Because in movies, it's always, like, this somber moment. You walk in, sit down, son your grandmother's on the other side. No, papa! And you run out, right? (laughs) Wasn't like that. The night that she passed, I remember I couldn't sleep. Like, I'm tossing and turning, and she's like, oh, God, why the fuck can't I sleep? And the next morning I wake up, my dad comes to me and he goes, your grandma's dead, and we're out of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) And the first thing I remember thinking is, go, fuck, what am I gonna eat my cereal with? (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, you're
0: not even ready. I did. Like, it's one of like those again. things that, like, you're used to milk, but not death, right? Yeah. It didn't hit me. I got down the street. I was like, whoa, what the fuck did he say? And it was, it was weird, right? It was so fucking weird. Cause I remember, like, seeing her in the casket for the first time. It was. I don't know if the soul is real, right? Mm. But when you look at someone in the casket, you can definitely tell there's something missing there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That was. And it was weird because I didn't cry. I didn't cry when I found out. My mom did, and understandably so. And I, I remember going to the funeral I'm like, you're tough you fucking tough Look at me You're tough No tears God say I'm Maine grace Didn't cry Right um, Then I got there And it was like this thing Of realization Like, oh shit This is the last time mm-hmm. I'm gonna see you mm-hmm. Cried like a bitch, dog Yeah Had to walk me out Had to get that What made me what, made, what pissed me off Was they had to get like The usher lady to help me. I was like, oh damn I ain't that bad I ain't falling <laughs> out <laughs>
2: Jesus no, Christ. Yeah, and, and and it's weird because, <laughs> like, for people with dementia, so my great-grandfather, he's a hundred and two. Damn. And that's when he was re- registered, we think that he's older. Because, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, because <laughs> like, back home, in Puerto Rico, let's say, the 40s, <laughs> like my 40s, no, the 20s, yeah. uh, whatever, He, you know, people didn't register yeah, babies he until they were, know like, how five old. years old there's a whole baby talking how
0: old are you oh, I, I don't know he's like 5 15 I don't know I always but, love those Wikipedia pages <laughs> either 71 or 72 like whoa! Oh, how the fuck do you not know did you show up one day uh 24 I think we 20, yeah so um he's we know that he's in
2: the last stages so mm-hmm. you know me and my family we've been praying and my grandmother was taken care of they're like kind of preparing but it's kind of weird yeah because you know you're gonna cry but at the same time you're like Sigh. I'm tough I got this I think I got this
0: No one turned on Sarah McLaughlin (laughs) And
2: and it's like I mean death is such a weird thing I think that's how I end my musical (laughs) The monologue monologue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bro I think the the, the, So it was like when my cousin from New York died That was the one That made me really understand Death right Mm. So my cousin he had So he had cancer then he beat it but When you get chemo there's a chance it could come back Mm -hmm. so when it came back it was obviously all over right and like once again i was like oh my god he has cancer you know should i call him is he gonna be like one of those super depressed like live your life every day because you don't know i remember calling him bro and he knows he's only got like you know a certain amount of time i'll never forget this because the chiefs were playing the jets i was pissed off because i couldn't go there because i was an undergrad and i thought when i got him on the phone he's gonna be all like super sentimental he's like his big thing was educating yourself and starting businesses Mm. So I get him on the phone. Hey, you trying to buy an apartment? I can show you how to do it. I got books here. What do you need? I'm like, damn, you are really upbeat for a dude who's about to die. No, yeah. but it was, it was, it was dope because I'm yeah. like, cause when we finally went to the funeral and I saw him, like the dude in the casket was not who I knew. Mm-hmm. And it was one mm-hmm. of those times where I realized, like cause in the Bible, they talk about death as like sleep or rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's almost more unfair to wish he was still here going through what he went through mm-hmm. then now like at that point I was mm-hmm. like yo he's at rest yeah and that's kind of that peace of mind bro mm-hmm. it's weird
2: yeah and it's that's the kind of motto that the basically that I just grew up around like mm-hmm. he's not yeah he died but he's going home that's basically, that's the way that I went. <laughs> but
0: home, like up there. No, bro. home? Like he's home? <laughs> no. Nah, bro, so he's at my great grandmother's funeral. It's the only funeral I've ever seen my dad cry at. I thought everyone was, oh man. He let a tear I was like, what the fuck? Jerry's crying. We gotta oh, go. Oh, oh, right? And the pastor gets up there and he goes, her, her name was like XZB, right? It was one of them old school yeah. black names. He's like, XZB might not be with us. But she be with us everywhere. In our homes In our hearts I ain't talking about no ghosts now <laughs> Cause he said the homes part And everyone was like Wait, yeah, wait a up. second Cause like my family was like, "Is She haunting us She <laughs> haunting us He's like no no no, no 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 I ain't talking about no ghosts now But she'll be with She'll be with us bro <laughs> But like the thing that I think ultimately Is like um, The point of life right mm-hmm. I think your The most useless days in your life Are the day you're born And the day you die They get mm-hmm. overblown yep. Right I think all that shit in between is what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you're dead, it's kind of like when you retire from a sport. There's no more that can be said, and it's only what the people who were with you remember. Exactly. So how do you want to be remembered?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, I mean, I I think it's Coco, right? Uh, They basically have this, the whole... Um, story behind Coco Is that when people forget That's when you die when
0: I hated that movie you. so much It made me feel <laughs> things In the chest I
2: was like what? Yeah that, As soon as that kid's song Remember Remember saying, Remember me That tear Just like Bleh. What
0: pissed me off Was that song That movie came out Like right before I had to go home for my my grandmother My other grandmother's funeral I'm like god damn it Pixar You sons Turn it off yeah, I'm telling you Pixar I don't wanna feel things no. Bro Pixar's sneaky Cause they sneak the feels In on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That yeah, lad, that end of Monsters Inc., that shit still gets me. That no, shit still weird. gets me. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't know how she's gonna grow up with a big ass monster, but like. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that shit kills me. I hate, I don't I don't want, like. It's not about feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs> that just, nah, I'm tough. I gotta go cut down a yeah. fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> you crying? Nah, I'm fucking sweating, dog. <laughs> Turn the oh, AC sweat. on. But,
2: uh. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, Coco. Quote, quote, I, I, I think that's one of the best messages mm-hmm. of Coco, which is like just create a legacy and just man, when you're done, no, that's it. Use the time that you have in this life to build. I mean obviously the movie is the guy who took credit for the, for the other songs but yeah um, uh, I think that's one of the biggest thing that just you, when you' living you have to create that legacy. That's what I'm trying to do every single day. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for somebody to buy my projects,
0: but fucking buy the project. We'll make you a deal, all right. <laughs> just make sure that money leaves your account and mine, and enough so I can live. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're not talking. We're not talking flame and yawn like whoppers. <laughs> I live with whopper money. <laughs> Please. No. Um. But
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah,
0: bro. So what do you got going on? What you got going on next? What's um. Your
2: work? Well, right now, um, we're just. Mahali and I have this company, a uh, screen, a la- uh, screenwriting label. What's the name of the company? Anakaona Pictures, which is. Uh, say that real
0: slow, because people. Ana Kaona. Say it really slow. Anakaona. Anakaona. <laughs> there you go. Because so people read, they're gonna be like Ana Coronas. Whoa, every man, time that like- somebody
2: every th- I have two persons say um um Ana bad, and I'm like, if you can say Ana you can say Ana it's not that hard. Yo, facts. <laughs> but
0: here's, but here's the thing. I wouldn't have confidence saying that either because that P-H is like, why the fuck don't you just put an What's F? that? Why don't you just put an F? Why are you over <laughs> here going to fuck with us with your P's and your H's? Make it simple. So,
2: uh, Anakaona is the indigenous queen of the Caribbean. So, um, the Taínos, that's the people from the Caribbean. Mahali and I are both from the Caribbean, so we want to pay tribute to our roots wherever we go. So, we founded uh, Anakaona Pictures. Right now, we're just... Pitching stories, mm-hmm. um, we are thankful that we have a lot of good mentors and people who are listening to our stories. But I guess we're all in the weird place of selling a script, which Bro. is like <laughs> yeah.
0: what? Are the, what's that place at? in Stranger Things where she went to? Where, oh, the um, not the upside down, but the uh, where Eleven would go when she could like, I guess, astral project. Yeah, that's where you fuckers are. Yeah, buy it, <laughs> buy it, please. Don't ask any more <laughs>
2: questions. We'll rewrite it. And it's just like um, weird because people love our projects, but really? I also understand. You're that waiting we, for someone to take that risk. That we, yeah, that we're newcomers. Um, and um, it, I know Do it's you guys weird. have any nudity in your script?
0: No, There's your problem. <laughs> Every new, we just, have a lot of a lot ever, of blood. You ever seen Game of Thrones? They got both boobs yeah, and blood. Yeah. See you, see you next Yo, Sunday. I <laughs> did two, two scenes. I played, Here you go. I believe it's a mandated Netflix. We've been we watching Game of Thrones in Westworld. So it's like, all right, we need boobs and blood. Who's got a good show? Game of Thrones. I'm Christopher Nolan's brother. <laughs> Greenlight it. Let's Greenlight
2: go. it. <laughs> 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 right. I'm calling them all that right now.
0: But um, we
2: are in that weird process, again, of, of pitching stories. And yeah. Our story is all centered around people of color, and we really want to um, – Uphold the correct values of each culture because I think that Hollywood is just like, okay, grab this. Yeah, um, the, stereotypes. the stereotypes. Yeah. Like, for example, the, the biggest the thing.
0: The gum popping, big, yeah. big earring, painted on eyelashes. Tina, how are you doing <laughs> <in> today? <it, right?
2: laughs> broken English all of like 30, 30 characters that look like <laughs> Sofia Vergara. That's just one example, right? But um, we really. Yeah,
0: she's banging. Yeah,
2: she is, she's but the she's, she's not helping the, the cause, she for sure. She's not the guy, but, damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you. But um, <laughs> but I, I that's what we really want to do, like uphold the correct values of, of culture and also at the same time highly, pe-
0: highlighting people so of color. So basically what you guys are trying to do is highlight inclusion and diversity in the right way. In
2: the right way. Because one
0: thing I like about your guys' scripts, and like that's when we were talking about it earlier, because oftentimes I feel like... Because what happens is, too, you have these mandates for diversity. Exactly. They'll hire, like, a Swedish guy and be like, diversity. <laughs> and it'll be a room of white writers and they'll be like, write me a uh, fucking Mulan. And they'll go, well, I saw this Jackie Chan movie. It and it's like, like, what? Right? See, basically, like, that's one thing I think I'm dying to see, right? Mm-hmm. Is I'm dying to see that production company that from the ground up... Like, I'm not saying that white people shouldn't be included, right? But what I'm saying is I'm I, I'm waiting for that company that comes... And everyone from the ground up is a person of color. And they can be like, because that's the thing, bro. There's way more interesting stories, right? For sure. And you're going to get
2: different perspective because, again, they live different lives. Like we were saying, when we were talking earlier about somebody who lives in, in Michigan in a white neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to understand some certain aspects of life. And we that's what we really drive on, like represent, accurate representing um, mm-hmm. people of color and women within our scripts. And nudity. so, um, Trans- and nudity <laughs> Trans- <laughs> <laughs> apparently to sell I'm scripts. Dog. But yeah, we we really want to do that. Like we really wanna to talk around like like decentering I think the key is the whiteness from those type of conversations. Like mm. um decentering whiteness from Voodoo. decentering whiteness Shit, from, from Santeria, yeah. Because we have... Wait, white people be doing voodoo? What the fuck? But we're seeing it through their
0: eyes. Oh, so they got the whole, like... They basically get it wrong as shit. Exactly. So you have... You
2: see that... For example, I don't practice santeria. But there's some cultural aspects of it that a lot of times they get twisted when they're presented in media. Same thing... The, the biggest example is you, oh, I have this um, Colombian character. And the Colombian character, throughout the entire show, they're using, like, Mexican and Chicano yeah. slams. And you're like, they don't talk like that. The
0: worst was Bad Boys 2. Oh, they had a example. gang of Haitians.
2: Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> like
0: all right, Bob, making... we going to run. They're like, no. Well, hold up. Y'all ain't Haitian. Y'all. <laughs> you're no, you're here. not. No, you Who speaks Creole? Creole what? Motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So
2: we really want to try on um, Thrive on that. Like, we're accurately representing that. And we're doing it. We're just waiting for somebody to take a chance. <laughs> Do you want to give out your phone number so they can just call you? T- <laughs> you can guys can visit no, no. com.
0: So, when's fucking... When's Sonorous hitting the festival? So,
2: Sonorous, we're
0: in the final
2: process of, of editing. It's almost done. We're just waiting on sound.
0: Um, I need... That's his thing. Some... I have a couple goals in life, right? <laughs> one of them is getting in a bar fight in England. That's got to happen. Solid. Another one is I need somebody to win an award. Either me or somebody. I and mean, I need to like get right. an Oscar or something so I can act an ass. <laughs> just fall right. in nowhere. You know what it is? I know that guy. I just show him a cowboy boots and a fucking bolo tie and a cowboy wow, I mean. hair. He's from Texas? Nah, he's just drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The best thing ever. So yeah, summer is that weird process. I just want to be in the
0: audience of the Oscars because the one thing about the Oscars, bro, it could never be people of color. Mm -mm. It could never. Could you imagine, (laughs) Mm. bro? When fucking when people in the Caribbean just graduate, fucking Uh, the whole island flies in and it's just yeah. yeah, Could you imagine the Oscars? That's my baby.
2: (laughs) That's Mahali and I, all of our family. Oh fuck. Fifty people from
0: her family, fifty oh. from mine, just being loud. Thing, her Haitians and Puerto Rican flags everywhere. Her family don't get loud, which is creepy. When we went to graduation, they're just like, "I'm yeah. like, I don't, do I get?" Because my family goes fucking hard. That's
2: mine too. Hard. That's mine too. My my brother graduated from uh from uh, White High School. Yeah. Yeah. When he was walking I love... by, <laughs> you know that my parents were ready. They were <laughs> ready
0: to attack. Ready to jump. They are like, here, am I? Dude, I graduated from the an HBCU. And I love at the beginning when they come out, excuse me, could you please? And they look at the Jamaicans and go, could you please? Not yell. Not yell. That's what they did? With the horns. <laughs> Looking at you too, Guyana, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and inevitably, as soon as she walks off, who gives a fuck she just said, bro? It's
2: exciting. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, a, it's another step in life. Duh.
0: But yeah. We've been in this bitch for two hours. Hey, this place is a time conversation, warp. Though. This place is a time warp, man. It'll steal your yeah. time. How do um how do people reach you? Do, do you have a hawk, a falcon? Is it an AOL? Is it a Netscape?
2: <laughs> so my social media, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, is it the Tickie Talkie of the, the Tiki Talkie, the Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is Eric Francisco Medina, dude. You
0: what fucks me up about your Instagram, right? So a lot of comedians will be like their name comedy, right? So when I read yours, I see the C O M E, and I'm like, what is Franco Comedina (laughs) I'm like, is that new? Is that like, is it a Latinx thing? I'll talk to Eric. (laughs) Oh wait, this is Eric.
2: (laughs) So yeah, that's my um, Instagram, um, uh, Facebook. I mean, do you use I kind of use but it's more private. So I get, let's say with Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter is Mr. Eric Francisco. Do you really use your Twitter? I kind of use it now. Do you use
0: it to plan coups? Because yeah. if you're trying to do a coup, I'm down. Just not like, maybe like a cool Whole food. <laughs> I'm down. I ain't
2: trying to throw it in the country. No, I'm just like, I'm trying to do it because I, I, a lot of writers use it to connect with other writers That's and true. I kind of connected with three writers. That's mm. not a lot, <laughs> but I'm, I'm connected with yeah. Them. So I'm, I'm like learning how to use it. But in my Instagram you can find my email and definitely uh go search for Anakona pictures and yeah. You will hear us soon winning awards. Hey. That's a good, <laughs> good end there, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god. <laughs> uh, that
0: guy's funny. That guy's funny. Uh COVID has been a time where especially if you're in production everything just kind of gets shut down and you can't really do much unless you're a writer and the thing about writing is you can't have like one good idea and just hold on to it you gotta have a bunch you gotta keep churning and let me tell you something Anacona and Eric and my girlfriend Mahalia they got they got some shit brewing they got some shit brewing man please if you know <laughs> Please go support them. They're really cool people. They're on the verge of, like, breaking through and making some stuff. And I'm happy and I'm excited for them, man. But guess what? The podcast has an Instagram if you're not following us. Follow us on Instagram at convo. You can follow me on Instagram personally at the wise. And please, live your life, spread positivity and love wherever you go, and call your mom and tell you love her. I got nothing else for you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Peace. Our sponsors, let me ask you something. Are you someone who's looking into making a podcast that you have no idea where to start? Start with Anchor. Let me explain. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free, they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many other platforms. You can also make money with your podcast without having any minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.